This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, happy 5th of July, I guess. Happy post-4th of July. We weren't here for the 4th of July, so this is our kind of uh, tribute, our reflections on the 4th of July. So this is our 4th of July special. That's right. We were getting our freedom on yesterday. So welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the live version of the Break the Bell podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. It seems like it's been forever. What the hell, Bill? You know, again, it seems like it's been forever. That's because we inadvertently skipped the weekend wrap-up, which was not by intention, and we just... Got, got it. Well, <laughs> I fully intended to be out of town for the weekend, right. and also fully intended to do the weekend wrap up. And those you can't do both at the same time for some reason. No, not typically. Got to like Sunday, and I texted you. I was like, "Oh, so by the way, we're not going to do this." And you're like, "Yeah, I won't be able to till after three. I'm like, "No, I mean, I won't be, I won't able, to be able to do at, it at all. all." I'm like, not even in the state right now. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> How was your Fourth of July? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Did you fun. celebrate freedom? Did you wrap yourself in the flag? And I, I did, and and rolled around and. Listened to the national anthem and caught an eagle on my shoulder. And did yeah. you uh, sing "God uh, God Bless the USA"? I, I didn't, but I did listen to it. Oh, who sings that again? Uh, Lee Greenwood. Yeah, I mean, is there any any other song in U.S. history that has capitalized more on I, the wrapping yourself in the flag? Yeah, than... I, I don't. That's that's the big one. That's it right yes. there. Not even the national anthem. Yeah, I don't think, no, has I, made I, as they much They should money. actually change the national anthem to that one. I'm pretty sure. Yes, I feel like. The national anthem is probably more patriotic anyway, like uh, bleeding heart, like bleeding red, white, and blue, uh, that sentiment. I mean, the national anthem, if you really think about it, is just telling a story of like one battle. It's just like, yeah, yeah, there's uh, rockets and uh, we we saw the flag. And (laughs) And they're bursting in air. (laughs) Yes. And so it's just like, I, I wonder if other countries look to us because you got like Canada that's like basically pledging their allegiances to Canada. Yeah. Or uh Britain is what God save the Queen, isn't right. it? Yeah. And it's so it's yeah. like vowing so, loyalty to the Queen. And ours is like, oh, bombs and uh yeah. fireworks and, and things and, and we won. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> when I was uh so I did a stint in uh elementary school up in northern New York, up by the Canadian border. Okay. And uh, we actually um, had to listen to the, um, so it was the American anthem, and then we also had to listen to the French and English anthems. Really? Yes. But yes. not O Canada. But not O Canada. That doesn't make any sense. I, I, yeah. So is Canada actually really a country is the well, real question. I, yeah. I, I think it's they like don't even believe in themselves. Countries. 
Yeah, right, which explains a lot. It does. It really does. And it explains a lot that uh, the Canadians are mostly yes. French. They, too, they prefer so. other people's anthems. <laughs> that makes sense. It's like, um, you can support us or you can support these other countries. Uh, it's up to you. It's really up to you. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, but personally, we're going with the other ones. <laughs> yes. So happy, uh, I guess, late 4th of July. I mean, we celebrated. We shot yeah. up off some... Yeah, tiny little fireworks big, and some uh, uh, little boomers. Yep, and uh, ate a lot of food, drank some beer. Oh, obviously we drank yeah. some beer. Played I mean, some games. Nothing says celebrating your American patriotism like drinking beer. Absolutely, <laughs> it's kind of like drinking coffee. <laughs> Which brings us to our sponsor. Oh, look no, at that segue. I, you, you like that? <laughs> our sponsor this week and every other week is Run Your Mouth Coffee. They make delicious coffee and they support. Independence Day, or independence, or your your liberties—the whole thing, everything that the country was supposedly founded on—yes, Run Your Mouth Coffee supports that. Maybe not so much what it we is. become, yeah. but what we are supposedly founded on—not not not the backs of slavery, but um, yeah, the the whole like your God-given individual rights to like free yes. speech, specifically free speech, hence the name Run Your Mouth Coffee. Um, Run Your Mouth Coffee is a coffee company that makes delicious coffee, and it delivers it straight to your door. You just get online, you order it, and you wait a couple days, and there it is. And you you get fresh roasted coffee, you throw it in your freaking uh, coffee maker, your French press. Well, we can't say French press on Independence Day because that's oh, too yeah. French. Uh, your, your American drip coffee maker. Um, and within a couple minutes, you have delicious coffee. And you support a company that supports your free speech, your ability to... Get on a show like this or get on a forum and just run your mouth and have like yes. heated debates and stuff about whether or not you support what your country is doing, what whether or not you support the flag or don't support the flag. Uh, burn it. Burn it. Pee on it. <laughs> don't, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But uh, they would support it if you wanted yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, your free speech. Support companies that support your rights, like Run Your Mouth Coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com, tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL, and you'll get 10% off your purchase, plus free shipping, and that's awesome in American. And nothing says America like free free stuff Absolutely. and discounts. Yes. So that's the, the United States was founded on free stuff and discounts. Basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said Thomas Jefferson, right. probably. It, it was like in the last line of the Constitution. <laughs> I think that was in there, and they're like, do we really need this yeah, part? It's impl- They just know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, people will just know this. We don't have to write this yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. RYMcoffee.com. Um, let's keep going. <laughs> we're going to talk about, this is, this is an episode, like I said, where we're going to reflect on the 4th of July, because this is one of the first weekends that I think, the first times I think that I sat back on the 4th of July and actually thought why are we doing this and it's like almost every other holiday in the united states anymore any american holiday now like memorial day it's like why do we do this well for barbecue and a day off work right Right. um columbus day yeah the guy was an asshole but we get a day off work (laughs) and we can barbecue and drink beer um what about veterans day well we can't necessarily barbecue because it's cold but we do get a day out. Well, we, we don't. Barbecue. Do we get days off work? Any- we no, don't get days off no, work. We don't. The but banks do. The somebody banks do. gets a day off work. Yes. And somebody gets to drink beer, but yeah. not me. Um, <laughs> just, but anyhow, Easter. Easter. Yeah. I mean, how many people don't subscribe to um, Christianity, but still right. are okay, like, 
I mean, we don't, again, not a federal holiday, right. but we, we still find wit reasons to hook up with families yeah. and enjoy it, have a beer, probably barbecue. Yeah. But, I mean... It, Fourth of July. Yeah, Fourth of July. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, but, I mean, they, they do close stores down e- early on Easter. I mean, mm-hmm. it is basically considered, you know, a national holiday, even though it's always on Sunday. Yeah. You know, so we a, do get it off yeah, work. We do. There you go. So <laughs> Barbecue, drinks, right? beer. How many people really are thankful that yeah. they take the day off? So so back <laughs> to the 4th of July. I mean, we live in a country where nobody really agrees with one another, but yet for some reason we supposedly are celebrating these United States of America. And right. it, it begs the question, are we, are we really the United States of America anymore? Were we ever really the United States of America, like, mentally? Because it didn't take very long from post-Revolutionary War to Civil War, where we're just like, you know, fuck it, this doesn't work. This this failed, let's split this thing up. And then (laughs) people got killed, and then the the overarching government brought it all back together and said, nope, you are the United States of America. (laughs) And you're going to like it. (laughs) Yes. And on the 4th of July, you will celebrate. (laughs) You will shoot off fireworks and drink your damn beer and be happy. Yep. So so that's what we're going to talk about. And this might be my, what some may consider my most un-American episode just based on the stuff I have to talk about. Sure. My opinions aren't your opinions. I haven't really yes. even discussed right. your opinions with you on this because I want to have more of a discussion here right. on the show about our opinions for this. Um, a lot of times we come with a bunch of resources and we t- talk about a lot of articles. This one I have a few resources and we're going to just be talking more through our feelings and through, you know, just like debating it or just pontificating it. That's my, my favorite word today. I've, I've used it twice that. today. Yeah. But um, just, you know, just going back and forth and just mm-hmm. deciding, you know, is is this really something worth celebrating? Are we celebrating for the right reasons? Probably not. As we, I would say 95%, percent 99.983%. <laughs> Do not celebrate for the right reason, yes. Just like every other holiday, as yes. we mentioned. But um, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Like, I want to talk about the Pledge of Allegiance. I want to talk about the flag. I want to talk about the Constitution. We'll see where this goes. It's just our semi-educated response to the Fourth. What we feel on the Fourth of July, and just kind of the the thoughts that have been mulling around in my head over the last couple of days, based on this. So you get to hear that, and that might be insanity for all I know. We might be considered the Dick- Dixie Chicks of two thousand one <laughs> after this, but I'm okay with that. I I feel. If we want to be called a free country, we have to be able to question the things that we Absolutely. supposedly stand for. And the fact is, m- more percentage of the time, you're not allowed to question those things without being called um, a traitor or disloyal or wh- whatever, you know. Yeah. Or if you don't like it, you can just leave that mentality. Right. And that's just a st- that's a stupid mentality, and then the mentality of, you know, I don't like that, so I'm denouncing my U.S. citizenship. Right. That's a stupid yeah. mentality, too. Yeah. Like a uh, uh, dude from Green Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armstrong. Yeah, Billy, Billy, Billy Joe, Joe Armstrong. Armstrong. There you go. Yes. So so if you don't like it, I guess just listen, and we can talk about it. And That's comment. my opinion. Please. Chime in. Please chime in, because we're probably wrong a lot of the time. Well, so let us know. Yeah. And we're probably right maybe some of the time. So let us know. Right. If you agree or disagree, tell yeah. us what you think. So I think we're just going to get into this, because 
I got some things to talk about. All right, this, let's do it. This could be short. This could be long. Who we'll knows? See where it goes. We'll see where it goes. We're going to play this intro video, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the 4th of July or the United States of America or something like yes. that. So we'll be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? And with that, we're back. Hallelujah. Pledging our allegiance to this great nation and the flag for which, or the other way around, the flag and then this great nation for which the flag stands, stands for. Yes. Which I'm going to talk about that because sure. I've recently developed certain opinions about even the Pledge of Allegiance, which we'll talk about. Okay. We'll get there. So, 4th of July, reflecting on the 4th of July... I mean, the 4th of July, we cel celebrate, quote-unquote. We get our fun in, have our family time in. Yeah. So I feel like it's only fitting to reflect on it after the fact, just to um, go through these thoughts maybe after the fact. Mm -hmm. Let's not poop on anybody's parade, on anybody's party, before the fact, and be like, hey, you shouldn't celebrate. Right. I'm not saying you shouldn't celebrate the 4th of July either. Yeah. I haven't got even got to that point in my thoughts. I'm just... I, I have thoughts, <laughs> and yeah. we need to talk about them. Okay. So first of all, I guess, why do we celebrate the 4th of July? Like, what, what, where does that stem from? Because I have a feeling there's probably kids out there that honestly don't know why we celebrate oh. the 4th of July or no, aren't really I, taught the, the, the uh, Revolutionary War or, or uh, things I, like just that. Just the other day I was uh, watching a video of uh, it was, you know, a reporter asking people in the streets. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the Revolutionary War, War of Independence, what was it, where did it happen, like, you know, why why did we break away, and, and of course, nobody knew the answers. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I found out just reading briefly, there's things that I either forgot or just was never taught, mm -hmm. like the Revolutionary War was going on for a year before the Declaration of Independence ever happened. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure I was taught, like, the timeline and just yeah. don't remember, but... I think most people think, hey, we signed the Declaration of Independence, that and that was the line in the sand, and right. then we started the war. Right. But this had been going on for over for about a year, and uh, at the point, most people didn't even really see the need to break away. They just wanted 
Right. Wanted to be represented more thoroughly. Right. Yeah, and, and the the unrest began probably about a decade prior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was um, after the the Seven Years' Wars, mm-hmm. uh, French and, and English. You know, the the English got in debt. And they decided to take it out on the colonists by can raising we, taxes. Can we call it the French and Indian War still? Is that still allowed? Um, you know, I, I don't think so. Like, what do they call it now? The Seven Year War oh, okay. is what they call it. Yeah, yeah, I saw the Seven Year War on here, and I was yeah. like, what the hell is Seven yeah, Year War? Yeah, it's the French and Indian War. <laughs> All right, so so I guess we renamed yes. that, too. Yes, we did, and, and they didn't tell anybody. It was fine to kill a bunch of Indians, but yes. we can't call it. Oh, yeah, Indi- no. Because no, that's... <laughs> yeah, well, and you can't talk... You know, say the the French and Indigenous Peoples War. <laughs> no, that just doesn't roll off the tongue well at all. So, so the whole thing surrounded the big problem that they tell us about was taxes. Right, right. I it, mean, the the British were unjustly taxing right. us. Yeah, because they were trying to get the money back for the wars. Yeah, yeah. So not they, only that war, but their own like civil war from right. hundred years. Yeah, ago. right. Yeah, they, I mean, they've been at war with France for the last hundred some years. Mm-hmm. I mean, back and forth over stupid shit. And so, yeah, so, yeah, there was, like, uh, the Stamp Act of 1765, and then uh, people got pissed at that, and then there was the um, Townshed Act of 1767, and then there was a bunch of tax on tea, and the Stamp Act actually was for any printed materials. Yeah, so So, it's not just a tax on stamps. And and if somebody had a grievance against the king, they actually had to get on a ship and go to England, and they had to wait their turn in line to be able to— Give those grievances. So they sure. there was no representation whatsoever. Right, 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 right. So so the whole tax thing here, and everybody was like, "Well, why do you always knock that thing down?" Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The whole the whole thing was was taxes, and at the time, you're talking one percent tax, one point five percent tax, and Brit- British people were getting taxed like ten percent or something like yeah. that, like way more than they were taxing us. But it came down to like you said. Taxation without representation. Right. Like, we're paying for shit that had nothing to do with us, yeah. and they're imposing taxes without us having any kind of say in it, right. or voting it in, or voting it out, or right. or, or what, whatever you want to say. So so the whole thing was this taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. So, so then get into leading yeah. up to, and yeah, so briefly, very briefly. Yeah, right. So then, um, uh, again, they, they raised hell. Uh, Massachusetts got pissed off, started calling for people to like kind of get in with it to, to go after England, and there were some people rebelling. Uh, this was in the winter, I think it was uh, it was around Christmas time. Anyways, some Br- British troops showed up to break them up. Bunch of uh, colonists threw up, picked up snowballs, threw them at the soldiers. Soldiers got pissed. One of them got knocked down. They opened fire killed, for snowballs. Yes. Killed five people, injured six more. And you, you think the cops get a little out of hand when right? people are throwing bricks and rocks at you. Yeah. These guys shot you for throwing snowballs at right. them. I mean, maybe it was an ice ball. Yeah. But still. <laughs> yeah. And, and then at that point, people were like, okay, this, it's on now. This, mm-hmm. There's no other way to end this except for... You know, and this was like 1771. But the funny thing is, the Boston Massacre was like four or five people that got shot. It was, yeah, like five people, yeah. And I mean, by modern day definition, not right. not a massacre. Right, right, right. I mean, right. five yeah. black people get shot, and that's just a normal day in right. Chicago. <laughs> right, yeah, right. So, I mean, yeah. 1% but, taxes and five people getting shot by the police yeah. was enough to be like, you know, enough is enough. And yeah. Look well, at all the bullshit we put up with today, oh, uh, and yeah. we're like, yeah. not, if this happens, I'm not going to stand for it. And I'm not saying we yeah. sh- 
I'm not going down the road yet, I guess, that, hey, we should have a revolution. But I'm just saying the difference. Oh, yeah. When you talk about taxation without representation, I mean, how much shit are we taxed? But you know, we have representation because we're a representative though, democracy, <laughs> yeah, right? And I, I'm pretty sure I have that in my notes yeah. somewhere too. So, but yeah, uh, again, they're talking like 50 percent, yeah, tax hikes on certain individuals here. They're talking, and right now, what are we paying? Like 28 percent? Oh yeah, compared yeah. to the one one and a half percent, mm-hmm. something so minor. I mean, I would kill literally. <laughs> Throw snowballs to get 1.2 percent yeah, uh, tax rates yeah, again. Yeah, and I'm not. That's just income tax. Then we got like, in not. Uh, we got like oh, real estate spending tax, tax, real estate uh, tax, uh, um, uh, highway tax, I mean, gas <laughs> right. tax. Every, I mean, yeah, cigarette tax. On everything. tax. Yeah. Oh hell Alcohol yeah. Alcohol tax. Uh, yeah. Everything is yep. taxed more and more and more, and then they put taxes on your taxes. Mm-hmm. And when you get in your income tax return, the states tax your right. Money that didn't get taxed before, so yeah. they they find ways yeah. to tax the taxed yeah. and tax some more and then taxes. You get ta- heritage tax. taxes. You know, if someone or inheritance tax. You know, I mean, yeah. So yeah. they get you coming and going nowadays. Nobody's throwing snowballs about this. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> Maybe more people need to throw snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's some more stuff about the uh, the lead up to this that. Um, we don't really hear about too much, and that's uh, um, what that's like why the British were so hell bent against our representation. I don't know; right. you might have heard this stuff, but um, I'm not going to get into this whole article. This is from PBS, um, but I do want to read a specific part. the The mm. title of this article is "What What We Get Wrong About Taxes in the American Revolution." So, um, and this this gets into the rallying cry, the ta- no taxation without right. representation. Um, but it gets into why the British were so against this. And let me uh, let me find where it's at because I had it highlighted. and Now it's gone. I'm going to pull this article up. It says researchers consider events a century before the American Revolution to have set the stage for the domestic tension in. Britain at the time of the colonial protests. In 1649, during the English Civil War, a rebellion of parliamentarians overthrew and beheaded King Charles I. See, I didn't know this. You probably did because you're a history buff, but I didn't know anything about this English Civil War and the overthrow of the royals for a time, for a pretty considerable time. Yeah. Uh, Because it says Oliver Cromwell ruled for most of the subsequent decade supported expanding representation in government beyond landowners, and his government was sympathetic to grievances like those raised by the American colonies many decades later. However, following his death, Cromwell's death, in 1658, royalists returned to power and sought to restore historical ruling class. So it says, uh, when the colonies asked for representation in the middle of the 18th century, the monarchy was still recovering from its dethroning and... Uh, and the landed gentry, now returned to primary power, still felt vulnerable. The researchers point out that royalists were contending with factions that sought to bring democracy to Britain. So they already had some some major concerns about democracy. They had their own issues here where peop- they had their own civil war where, where people were calling for democracy, and they had this faction, pretty minor faction, that was still calling for it after the royals returned, and they saw that as a threat to the monarchy as they knew it. So then when the colonists come in, they're like, 
hey, we want representation here. They're like, whoa, whoa, we got this going on here that we're trying to handle. We don't need your democracy spreading shit, too. Says, well, the opposition groups didn't hold significant power if representatives from the colonies were invited to join parliament, which is what they were asking. Like, hey, we just want representation. Uh, they likely would have sympathized with the opposition and expanded their influence. The researchers see this tension as critical to understand why Britain was so reluctant to enfranchise the colonists. So so that that's the whole thing there. Like, right. we wanted some form of democracy. We were kind of democratic over here, but still under their rule. But we wanted to say in how things went. Yeah. And they had a small democratic faction that was trying to change things there. And if we got the representation we were looking for, that might have made enough right. to have enough influence over like pushing the monarchy, monarchy out. Yeah. And so I, I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. No, and um yeah. Anything to that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. So I, I was just gonna say I and and op opposition that I, I feel like they went to the extremes to try to Push, put them out of the mindset of democracy, mm. right? Yeah. And, but they also, you know, I mean, when, when they raised hell about taxes being raised, they'd repeal them, mm -hmm. right? It's like they wanted to see how much, how far they could get. Hey, it's kind of like what we see here. It's like right. you keep pushing and pushing, and then people raise hell. And it's like, ah, that was probably too right. far. Yeah. We'll pull back. Kind of like the, I don't know, the vaccine mandates right. where it's like, no, this is going to happen. And then enough people like threw a bitch fit about it. And they're like, oh, we probably shouldn't do that. You just you keep pushing a little bit, little bit, little yeah. bit. And then you you find the breaking point And then you're like, OK, OK, we'll back up a little. Yeah. And I, I kind of see a very big parallel between like the the um, idea of retaining power like let's squash the opposition because this is a threat to direct threat to our power and then look at the united states today and how yeah. it's ran it's like the whole system is a power grab and any opposition to that is a direct threat to their power and they they'll do whatever they can to um keep that to to squelch that or you know keep that from right. dethroning the monarchy or whatever we Whatever we have here, yeah, that's, oligarchy. Uh, I would say, yeah, something like that. A uh, cor corporatocracy. There you go. So, uh, so yeah, I ju I just see just how things went there and how things are today. But again, so little was necessary to spark people off, to right. set people off, to actually do something to change things yeah. into their own interest it, versus. Uh, retaining the power that just is yeah. completely against their interest, uh, and and also you got to remember, you know what was going on over there. You know, was there was this opposition to monarchy all over the world, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. including France, and so a lot of the philosophers that came out of France, you know, and and during that time, these Enlightenment guys, you know, they influenced a lot of our our bigwigs. You know, Ben mm -hmm. Franklin, Tom uh, Thomas Jefferson, you know, over here. And so they got a bug up their ass, and that's what they were really pushing for, you know. Because, like you said, you know, looking at compared to today, what was happening then seemed rather minor. Well, these guys were really, you know, they put the pedal to the metal with some of this, and you know, like you said, five guys killed in Boston. Well, Boston massacre, right? Yeah, shot hurt around the world, right? Right. And so, it, you know, it's just I, I, I really feel like, yeah, they. 
they kind of really pushed it. Well, so that's kind of the official story. And then there's the whole side that, uh, you know, like big globalist banks kind of influenced all the civil wars and all the revolutions right. at the time and stuff just to kind of yeah. uh, shift, to make this shift in in the way the, the world was structured. And I, I, I do buy into that. I didn't read a lot into it for this okay. week. But it's interesting you talk about like the shot heard around the world and then all the the unrest that came and and we will talk about how I don't know these big globalist interests are kind of trying to create this sense of unrest nowadays mm-hmm. to kind of shake things up. It's almost right. like we're in that again. Yeah. Where we're trying to shake things to, you know, shift global the global economy, the global structure and I mean, we talk about U.S. Uh, groups or like NGOs that are trying to push destability yeah. in, in uh, other countries, and I feel that's also there's globalist groups that are doing that here oh, too. So yeah. if you do subscribe to the whole, you know, like I don't know, the Rothschilds are responsible for all the freaking uh, uh, revolutions and civil wars in that era, mm-hmm. then we can also apply that kind of to today too oh, absolutely and, uh, i mean that's a a whole nother uh right. episode is getting into that yeah. that segment of the revolutionary war and yeah. uh mason's lodges and illuminati and all that that crazy stuff that right. people talk about but, but um, it's mean, interesting to read about though. it is and and you you and i through our various shows have covered a lot of different groups mm-hmm. and it seems like there's a like we for a while i thought i think we were like oh here's our group of the week yeah, yeah. you know and so it but it, it's scary to think like you have all this this power and money that is influencing global events but like you said similar to back then right yeah. so yeah and it was all about maintaining um one side's wanting to maintain that status quo the other side whether it's you know a small colony like us or Whether, I mean, it's influenced by big money that was opposed to the status quo, which I feel that there probably had to be some big money coming to the U.S. in order to take on the the British Empire the way we did and defeat it. I feel like that had to happen. But uh, the whole disrupting the status quo, uh, I know a lot of the taxation was to kind of prop up the uh flailing um what was the trade the, the east Brit- india yeah, trading the, company e- east india trade company that was kind of failing at the time right. a lot of the taxes was to try to hold up right. that so it really didn't even yeah. have much to do with our interest at all it was like you said to support wars that weren't our wars and then also to support this trade company right. that was like the global dominant power for how long oh yeah and then at this point in time, it's just like, ah, eh, it's not doing so good. We got to keep this thing going, keep the status quo, so we retain the, the economic power structure right. that we have. And I'm sure there's plenty of groups out there that are like, we don't want that anymore. So we're going to support this small little baby country, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, what, whatever it was at the time, um, into disrupting the status quo. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of well, angles you can and, take. And that, it did. I mean, it. You know, I mean, Britain was the pre- preeminent military power at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they got toppled over, but then that influenced France. And France then overthrew their government. Yeah. And that was a mess. You know, but right. that, that sent shockwaves all through the rest of Europe. And everybody else decided to, you know, 
kind of get in on the action. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it just makes you wonder what global like influence right. was pushing yeah. that. Kind of like the top. when we were seeing all the the riots during the Black Lives Matter back in two thousand twenty, right. and it would like across swept the, the world. globe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then look at like. Uh, the 19 teens the communist revolution right. that how, yeah. how much of that just started to like spread right. like wildfire um and governments being toppled and then we became the scared ones that didn't want the status quo disrupted mm-hmm. it, it's just interesting how time after time after right. time it's just like um you have the status quo the powerhouse and then you have this like global movement that just mm-hmm. happens to just uh organically spread across the world right. or be spread by right. whatever group yeah. that wants in, to spread it. In a time it. without social media, somehow right. they were able to spread these these huge riots. Right. So uh, it's it's just interesting. And yeah. Again, that's not what I plan to really discuss yeah. a bunch, but there's just so much. But it's it's a viewpoint worth looking at. Yeah, definitely. And it's a viewpoint that they don't teach you. It's a right. viewpoint. I mean, you talk about the 1619 projects. It's like, well, right. this is the the point of view that they're not telling you, and this is what it was really founded on. But Nobody really is willing to talk about these other right. structures or these other entities that played part into the really kind of remolding of the global economy right. time and time and time again. Yeah. And multi- like seemed like every century or so. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, every 100 years kind of kind of up up balance the uh status quo. Yeah. I mean, I guess you got to do it. You got to shake up the the right. snow globe every once yeah, in a while. Gotta otherwise, keep it interesting. Otherwise, it gets all stagnant and shit. So, <laughs> let's talk about today. I guess <laughs> let's talk about the United States. Let's get yes. away from Britain. Let's talk about the United States of America. These United these States? United States of America. I guess my question of the day is: Are we united? Are we the United States of America no. today? No. Were we the United States of America ever? I think we were yeah. at one point after nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would say, I, I would say actually, um, I would say like after World War Two. Okay, so before World War Two, do you think after the Civil War? No, no, I think things were. I mean, no, it, it, things were jacked up right after. There was a lot of. Animosity, a lot of resentment from the South to, towards mm-hmm. the North. You know, I mean, there was a lot of, you know, I mean, they said that, you know, yeah, they got rid of slavery, but racism was at an all time high all over the right. country. Right. You know, so. Do you think World War Two is like the nine eleven of the? I, I think so. Yeah. Of the twentieth yeah. century. Yeah, I do. Brought us all together to have one common enemy. Right. So yeah, yeah, I'd say that. So then today, I, I guess we could probably both say that we're not really a United no. Nation. We're not United States yeah. by any stretch. No. If we are United States, if we are still going by this moniker of the United States, what unites us? What what retains this pledge allegiance to the United, you know the United States of America? Yeah. Like, what is keeping that? What makes us the greatest country in the world because we're the United States? I mean, it's it. It's mind blowing to me. Like, if you just stop and think about it, it's like, hey, we're the greatest country in the world. Well, why? Because we're the United States. Right. Well, why? Because we're the greatest country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> because we're united, yeah. the states. You know, yeah. it's like what holds us together. Because I think a year or so, three, five years ago, I think I would have said, you know, obviously it's not like I, obviously we have the government. We're again, we're 
we oppose a lot of things that yeah. the government does. But we have this ideology of the United States of America that kind of unites us together. This like uh, pipe dream, maybe. Well, I I think that, and, and to be honest, the ideology is not one that many subscribe to anymore yeah exactly so that's that's the thing it's like yeah we don't even have a common ideology we don't right. have like this idea of what democracy is we don't subscribe all to the same idea right we don't call democracy by the same thing it's one right. name for many different things yeah. everybody has their own personal opinion of what democracy means that's mm -hmm. why you hear both sides not even both sides but all different angles saying well that's a direct threat to democracy right. well obviously we don't have the same Definition right. of democracy if everything is a direct threat to democracy. Right. You know, like taking our guns, that's a direct threat to democracy. Right. Get, uh, ending abortion, that's a direct threat to democracy. Well, to democracy. Keeping guns. Yeah, is a keeping threat to democracy. <laughs> voting in Trump's direct right. threat to democracy. Right. Voting in Biden is yeah. a direct threat to democracy, right. which both of them probably is a direct yeah, threat to so, yes. democracy. So it's just like what unites us then? Um, I guess a, a common answer. I, before we get into the common answer, I, I've got a list of opinions. Let's let's okay. talk about that first. This is an opinion post from Dayton Daily News. So I'm guessing this is out of Dayton, Ohio. says, what makes us the United States? So this is just a list of opinions I, I want to get into. And maybe we'll find maybe we'll find some some peace in all a of this. Gold nugget. Yes. So um it says, What's what makes us Americans? As delicious as it is, the answer is not apple pie. It's also not baseball. That's bullshit. I think the United States went it's downhill. Football. It's football. No. Thank you. That's, Thank you. See, that's when the United States went downhill, when they shifted from baseball to football. I, I don't know. They, uh, the decline of this great nation. WWE. <laughs> probably, or uh, XFL. There you go. <laughs> that broke us. <laughs> so, so it's not baseball or fireworks on the 4th of July. So much talk focuses on on what divides us as a nation as we head towards the election. So this is an old, I think this is an old article. Um, this came out in 2020, November oh, okay. 2020. So not that old. So, but before the last the very contentious presidential yes. election. It says, what makes us a union worth preserving? Um, it says, Community Impact Editor Amelia Robinson asked Facebook users, below is a sample of responses edited for clarity. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks for that. Thank you for that. So here's some of the answers. Accepting people for who they are and what they believe in. That makes us a union. Do you see that really? No, no, I don't. Collectively I, across I think, this country. I think there's people that, that say they wanted to accept everybody. But but only if you believe in what they believe. Accept the things that they accept. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and it's funny because it's the ones that... Typically, are the ones that want say that they include and accept everybody that get pissed if you don't believe what they believe. There you go. So here's the next one. Andy Gee says our collective love for movie theater popcorn. <laughs> that that could be possible. See, I, I find that wrong though because I'm not a big fan of popcorn. You don't like movie but theater popcorn. I do. I'll eat it, and then once I start eating it, I can't stop because they put See? cocaine in it. Yes. But, um, that explains a kernel in your nose the other day. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I had a I chipped my tooth on popcorn, so I have oh. just last week. So I have a uh, a hate relationship with popcorn right now. Yes, I guess so. Um, here we go. Humor unites us more than it divides. That and music. 
Movies, shows, and dancing and entertainment. Maybe that's why there's a war on comedy and movies. I was going to say, yeah. Like these people are getting too united going to the theater. So let's make movies as politically correct as possible and let's make comedy as humorless as possible so (laughs) these people will stop uniting. I mean, you see how they go after these comedians nowadays, right? I mean, so that would explain a lot, I guess. that, That would. But, but, but. (laughs) <laughs> I would say that um, the new Top Gun movie was the number one in the nation for a, like a month. That's because it was war uh, propaganda. It was well, military propaganda. That's possible, but a lot of people wanted I to see that. I still haven't seen it. Have you seen it? I did go see it. You're supposed to go. You didn't want. I couldn't get you to go. Did you ask? <laughs> I, yes, I did ask. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, what do you want to do? You want to go see Top Gun? I'm busy. I can't. And I'm like, okay. So I don't remember this conversation at all. <laughs> yes, this I, is bullshit. <laughs> I'm sure I can find the message in here. <laughs> says, um, the arts, we take them for granted, but they enrich our lives and bring joy to us. We should invest more time, energy, and money into the arts. Maybe not public tax money, though. Yeah, but... exactly. All right, so th- this next one says, Americans live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Is that not the biggest cop-out answer? Yeah, that is. It's like, well, like, what makes us a union? We're the land of the free and the home of the brave. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll probably talk. I think I got this later in the notes. That's as much of a cop-out answer as uh, why do you believe such and such in the Bible is true? And your response is, right. the Bible tells me so. Right, yeah, you know, yeah. like, well, you believe the Bible's true because the Bible told you it was true. true. Do you see the right? Yeah, the problem there, why that's problematic? Yeah. And that's like, well, I believe the United States is the greatest because it's the greatest. That's basically <laughs> right. what it is. Because it it's says. the United States, and yes. the United States is the greatest. <laughs> yes. The next one says, I thought about this, especially after the newsroom clip about America no longer being the greatest country. We actually lead the world in charitable giving. We are compassionate. We do care about humanity. It just manifests manifests in a variety of forms. We can unite under that. That's an interesting comment, not her answer or his answer, because I, I think that's wrong. But um, mentioning that clip from the newsroom. Okay. Because after that clip came out, I, I thought about it. Was that the uh, the Jeff Daniels? Yeah, yeah, show? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that show that clip got me to turn on that show, and I was like, "This is gonna be awesome." And then the rest of the show, yeah, wasn't that, I, that was the only like high spot in that mm-hmm. whole show. And so yeah, so I, I I watched that show, and I and I, it made me think about that question. Okay. So and and so I and and I I agree. You know, at first I had the same answer. Like, okay, well. Yeah, I mean we're like number one in in you know with music and movies and and you know and all that that bullshit, right? But then I got thinking about it, it's like no, it has nothing to do with that. And my thought was that we're not the greatest country, mm-hmm. but I feel like again it, that that ideology, mm-hmm. if I can say that word, that I feel like at least even if the country itself didn't believe it right uh-huh. if the founding fathers and, and just plain devil's advocate right say they were like hey this is going to be a gold mine right all we got to do is push these values and we're going to get rich off this yeah right right so even if they did that i feel like that spirit of individuality that got put into people mm-hmm. i think that's what really took people off like they 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 focused on yeah their own individual 
um, success or whatever, but also like they, they branched off and, and wanted to help people. And you saw that, you know, in the flood in Cedar Rapids or in the Draco, right? I mean, that's what brought people together was the tragedy of it. And 9-11. And 9-11. Right, right. But how many – I keep joking about 9-11 because how many events does the government – kind of like what you were saying, like maybe the Founding Fathers – just capitalized on right. the fact that we will unite right. in common like interest. Like Rome did with Christianity. Yeah, right? like we can uh, get people to uh, pledge their loyalty under this cause, yeah. and the, the way our American spirit is, like, we can get them to do whatever we right. want. Yeah, kind of like 9-11. Yeah. Hey, let's go, to, let's go blow we, brown people. If we allow them to be more successful, they'll make our country more successful. Yes. Right. So, so I, I get what you're saying about that whole mindset, that mentality, like the whole collective, let's help each other thing. But that is so like uh, abused. It is, and, and also it's not something that it it only works if people decide to do it themselves. Yeah, that, that's what brought me back yeah. to what he was saying about us being the most charitable country. Right. Yes, the government supposedly hands out billions of dollars in charity. Right. So how much of that do we know is actually going to right. charity? Right. How much of us? And that that's the problem I have with like liberalism where it's like well we got to have all these like right. uh public uh you know programs right. to give money it's yeah. like we could just do that ourselves and right. probably be much more oh, efficient yeah. than the government is oh, at oh, it yeah. but that to me the uh leading the world in charitable giving is more a money laundering scheme than right. it is charitable yeah. giving so yeah. that one that one doesn't fly for me no. either uh but i get what you're saying uh, moving on, it says, Ignorance seems to be the greatest unifying force in the country. The, the rumor of freedom seems worth exploring a little while longer. I like this one. Yeah. And I I, I want to put that one on hold, but ignorance okay. is what unifies us. And yeah. I, I probably I believe that's probably more true than any of the rest of the yeah. stuff, is ignorant bliss, like this uh, blind faith in this great country. Right. Because we say it's the great country. Right. It's kind of like... Like the Bible tells me so, type right. mentality. Like, well, yeah. just like don't ask questions, just read the Bible yeah. and you you well, should believe it because that, it said it was true. And that was the, you know, after 9-11, since we, we went there, mm -hmm. um, you know, people were like, you know, th that doesn't happen here in America, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's not allowed to happen here. That's, yeah. We don't take that. And people, and then there is some people that came out and they were like, well, what makes America so special that it doesn't happen here? It happens mm -hmm. in every other country. Right? Right. Right. So let's keep going. Because I'll, I'll get back to the ignorance part. Sure. So th this person says, as a place where with hard work and sacrifice, one can build a life and a legacy for those who come after us. I believe that's getting harder and harder to do. Like how many it people is. actually can seriously build a legacy for their themselves, well, let alone their children yeah. to fall back on? Right. Like how many people can even support themselves into retirement right, right. now, let alone have an inheritance for your children. Well, especially when that inheritance is grossly taxed. Right. <laughs> yeah, the government's like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I'm taking that too. Well, we had like Obama's mentality of you didn't build that. Right. You didn't you didn't yeah. build that business. Um so this whole thought that hard work and sacrifice, well Obama said, no, that that's that's nothing. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Right. Um let's see. The nation is a man-made construct and adds to division. Our shared humanity unites us all, regardless of what borders we live within. The problem is we all have different definitions of humanity, humanity now, right. too. Um, diversity and love. There are still good people out there. And that, I mean, that's 100% true. 
there is a lot of good people out there. Diversity, I think, is there, but this concept of being like the melting pot of different cultures right. and stuff, I think, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying, like, does it actually work? Well, it, it does to a point. And, and again, it's like, it, it's good when we're, we're able to bring it in and, and feed off of it, right? Mm -hmm. But when it's used to divide people, right, is is the problem. And you, see, I saw that in college, not my personal experience, but working at the university, right. I was looking at one of the the board, like um, little poster board things, yep, yep. and you know they had like the 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 Asian club and the South Pacific club and the Chinese, you know, the Mexican club and the the trans club, and it's like, and it's like they they just divided everybody up. Yeah, putting everybody in a box. Right, and it's like so when you do that, that's the problem. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I had friends that were Asian that, you know, well, I can't hang out with you, you know, anymore because I'm part of the Asian club. And, right. it's, you know, and it's so. So, yeah, when we can all grow and thrive off each other and, and you know, yeah, I can try your chalupa or whatever. That's cool. But <laughs> I do like chalupas. I do, too. But when you use it to put everybody in a box and divide. Sure. That's a problem. But then you, you look at any other country in the world and how many of them have like just endless cultural differences. Right. And I'm not, this is just me thinking out loud. I'm right. not like being a racist or a whatever, xenophobe or whatever, yeah. but I, I'm just asking like, can that be possible because no other nation does this? Right. Like, right. we, you call us such a racist country, then you look at Japan and right. it's all Japanese or, and all yeah. the businesses that run there are only ran by Japanese right. families. And, and even Mexico, which everybody criticizes the United States for their policies mm -hmm. with Mexico, you can't just go into Mexico and set up shop. No. <laughs> right? Right. It's just like, yes, that's a great a great thought, a great theory that yeah. all these cultures can live together and still be in their own cultures, which to an extent, like you're saying, they should be able to. They should be allowed to. But can a country operate with a bunch of different cultures that come with their own ideologies that come with their own belief system right. of like what's right and wrong their own moralities and stuff like um how how can you say i i support every culture and their their opinions and stuff but then it, say somebody comes from the middle east and says hey we're gonna like like female genital mutilation or something like that. i'm well, i don't but, know like and, we and can't that, support though. things like that but right. yeah but you can't say, hey, we, we just got to allow all these right. cultural differences because then yeah. we have all these different moralities. And, and you see that when you see, like, honor killings, right? Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, you, you see these 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 nations that, uh, you know, like, no respect for, for women in a divorce or whatever, you know? And and so you, you see that, you know, happen every so often. I remember, so the big thing for me is that in a lot of other nations, particularly in the West, they're very communal, mm -hmm. right? They're very, it's about the collective, right? Like we were saying, whereas in America, it's more, it's about the individual. Right. And so that, that's the clash. And so I see a lot of young people lashing on to this humanitarian idea of the collective. Mm -hmm. and, and we saw that during the, the pandemic. Yeah. Right. You gotta, you gotta mask up for the good of the people. Right. Right. And so I see that as being a major clash now. Mm -hmm. So let's keep going. I super duper love the no other place like this vibe. Our music, sports, culture, regions, cities, people, families. I'm a nowhere else type of woman. That's so naive. We can't even agree on music, sports. 
We fight over sports. We fight over culture. We fight over religion. So I don't know what this woman's talking about. Yes, it's great that we have this collective, but I don't see this vibe that's like all-inclusive vibe. It's like, well, yours is yours and mine is mine. Um, There was one. Where'd it go? So this says, decency and caring for one another, honor for each person's work. None of those exist. No. Uh, acceptance of our differences, again. Yeah. Uh, this one right here. Respect for the Constitution and acceptance that no one is above the law. A sincere respect for a really good cocktail. <laughs> well, sadly, there are people that do not respect really good cocktails. That's true. But what about this respect for the Constitution? Because I, I that, that, that was my, my question, like, yeah. with what unites us. And yeah. a lot of people will say, what makes it so great is our Constitution. Right. Our Constitution that, like, just is, like... Everybody's created equal. Everybody is the same. You yeah. know all this like peace, love, and happiness. Sixties yeah. era bullshit. Right. But we're divided on just that basic principle now. Right. Just if, if it all came down to nothing else unites us except for our constitution, and how it's written. That we're divided on oh, now. Yeah. No, there's people that are pissed at the constitution, right? Well, why why are guns protected? Yeah. Right? Why why did they? Uh, they, the Supreme Court rule against Roe, right? right? Yeah, you know, I mean, and and even we need to abolish the Supreme Court, right? Yeah, set up by right. the Constitution. Yeah, we we need to get rid of the uh, Electoral College, set right? up by the Constitution, right? More executive orders, right? And I mean, Obama came out during immigration. I remember, and him saying, people saying, "Well, can't you just make it legal?" And and then he comes out, he's like, "Well, unfortunately, the way the Constitution's written, I can't do that." Unfortunately, I'm tied down by yeah. the Constitution. My hands are tied by the Constitution. That's what he said, and it's like, okay, well, that's the president of the fucking United States, right? What about this here? This was published on Fox News. It doesn't say. Oh, uh, 2021, September. Dozens of Florida students sign a petition to abolish the Constitution. Okay. Not just change it, but just get rid of it altogether. Sure. Why not? So, so and, and the thing is that, that the maybe... Is we are talking about? Yes. Well, <laughs> maybe, like, if this was at its smallest component, the most minor, like, narrowed down, most basic component that holds us together right. is the Constitution... Well, that's out the fucking window, too. Yeah. The Constitution, like, you've got... Yeah. I, I wanted to find statistics on the percentage of people. Uh, they must not have done a Pew Research poll on this yet of how many people think that we should just do yeah. away with the Constitution. Because I guarantee there's probably a good 25% oh, yeah. of the populace that's like, no, nah, screw the Constitution, let's rewrite it, or let's scrap it all together. You yeah. know, let's write something new. So we can't even say the Constitution holds us together. The one thing that supposedly is what makes this nation... As great as it is, as uh, long-lasting, long-standing, I guess, is this great constitution, this great um, everlasting document, a good chunk of people just are like, oh, yeah. no, fuck the constitution. But do you think that's that's based off of, of ignorance or Oh, I'm sure education? a lot of it is. Or, a lot of it, or the media, like pressure from the media, or uh, people... Pushing that, hey, we could have this if it weren't for that. The people yeah. pushing the, well, my hands are tied right, for, yeah. by the Constitution. University people, yeah, right. So I guess let's 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 talk about ignorance. Yes, being the thing that unites us. Then, if it's not the Constitution, then I guess if because, like I said, that was what I would consider the most basic element that mm -hmm. that unites us. And if that doesn't unite us, 
that only leaves, leaves us with yeah. ignorance, like blind faith in the all-powerful yeah. country. Right, and I, and I do think that is a big part of it. So. so let's talk. Then I told you I want to talk about the Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. This whole pledge to the country, the greatest country in the world. Like one one side of the country right now is completely wrapped in the flag. Like, yeah. like I, I would die for this. I right. would I bleed red, white, and blue. And then the other side of the country is offended by the flag. Right. And whatever viewpoint you have, you're probably not wrong one way or another, or you're completely wrong one right. way, probably more than likely completely wrong right. one way or another. So so I guess let's let's look at the pledge. I played the clip of the kids yeah, which swearing. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Stop and think about it. Like, as as a child or even growing up, it's just like, well, yeah, this is just a thing we yeah. do. Uh, uh, our loyalty, you know, patriotism. Yeah. But when when you're thinking of it from this angle and then you go listen to that cr- that clip, it's just like, well, that's really fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. All these kids. Like, you, you teach kids at their youngest developmental age to swear yeah. their allegiance to... A flag. A, a flag or a, yeah. a country, an entity, uh, a government body. Yeah, right, right. And when you think about it, it reminds me of Hitler Youth. Yeah. More than it does, like, a democracy or, right. you, you know, like, something that's not supposedly uh, such a uh, nationalistic um, entity. So I guess the question is, is the, the Pledge of Allegiance, is it nationalism or is it patriotism? Like, what's your have you put much thought into it? Yeah, I'm, I would go, it, it's nationalism. I would. But isn't that a bad thing? No, not necessarily, but to a point, right? Sure. I mean, it, as you pointed out, there's a thin line between patriotism and nationalism, okay? Mm-hmm. But with the Pledge of Allegiance, like you said, you're, you're pledging an allegiance to the flag, right? And right. you're pledging to a republic that's under God, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not really even recognizing God, just the nation under God. And... The whole one nation under God thing, like we can't even agree know, on the wording. Later. We can't even agree to the wording on this right. because one side's like, no, we have to add this because this was a founded on Christian right. morals and it's a Christian nation. Are we a Christian nation, first of all? But then the other side's like, no, that that goes against the separation of church and state. We can't allow this to be. I mean, how many Supreme Court cases right. have gone through this? Yeah. Um, we can't agree on that. And then when I stop and think about, because you know it's obviously the Christians, the evangelical Christians and shit that are pushing right. to keep that in there. Yeah. But does pledging, does the pledge of allegiance actually go against Jesus' teaching? If you want to look at it right. theologically, because there was the whole line in the Bible that he said, uh, "Don't swear any oath right. at all, either yeah. by heaven or on earth. Don't swear an oath to any kingdoms, basically." Right. And then there's the whole concept that he talked about not serving two masters. Right. Because, yeah. Like, what if the United States tells you to do something that goes against your religious morals? Like, what side do you take? And if you're right. pledging, if you're actually pledging allegiance to the United States, you'd be following what they said. Right. Yeah. Like, you're swearing an oath, you're swearing your life to yeah. this country. Which is, like you said, basically what the Hitler youth did. Yeah. Right? And so if they come out and they're like, hey, just kill all of the Native Americans. Yeah. Well, we got to because we and, swore an oath to yeah. you. And, and I, I have not taught my kids the 
the Pledge of Allegiance. I haven't either. I don't. I think they learned it in school, but I yeah. haven't taught it. Yeah. So and yeah, it's just not something I've pushed. I've talked a lot about you know the national anthem, the flag itself, but never the pledge because yeah, I don't. It just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. To me, you're swearing allegiance to a system that you don't really have faith in anymore. Like how right. many? What percentage of the populace still has faith in the American system? Right. Yeah. Or the American government? Less and, now. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, there's the whole argument, uh, um, you know, everybody's up in arms over, like, kneeling during the national anthem. Right. And it's like, well, that's disrespectful to the flag. Like, that's yeah. unpatriotic. That's, and it's like, well, well, why? It's like, well, I, I support the national anthem because it stands, the flag stands for the troops that fought for our freedom. It's like, yeah. I'm, I... <laughs> I was in the military. I, I understand. I support the the military. I yeah. support the troops that risk their lives to be told to do whatever it is this country right. tells them to do. I don't support the wars that we get sent over for. So then are we are we are we pledging allegiance to the dead troops? Right. Because that's what they make it sound like. Yeah. Right. And uh, like I'm pretty sure you go back and listen. I probably 2 years ago was against the kneeling for the national anthem, but no, you, you actually, I remember we talked about it, and we were like, you know, uh, we again, we were like, you know, I may not support what you say, but I support your right to say it. Yeah, and that was kind of our attitude towards right. it. Right. So this whole mentality, like, well, we got to support the troops, but the flag isn't the troops. A representation of the right. troops. The flag is a representation, like the the pledge, uh, one nation or like to the republic for which it stands. Indivisible. That's my favorite one. Oh, Indiv- yeah. Undivided is what that means, yeah. and which is not a thing now. <laughs> yeah. Forced, forced indivisibility, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so nowhere in there does it say, I pledge allegiance to the flag and the troops that died for this flag. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I fully support the troops that died for this country. Yeah. I don't support the necessarily the things that the country stands for these days and that's both sides that's both parties that's the two-party system in general it it goes completely against democracy as we know it and they when they the founding fathers said don't do parties (laughs) because you're gonna fuck it up (laughs) and the very first thing that like george washington was the only non-party president and then immediately after it's like well i want to be this party well i want to be this party and yeah Immediately, yeah. we, we got uh, after into they two- warned them. It's like this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> and, well, the funny thing is, like John Adams and Thomas Jefferson were in parties, and they were probably the ones that were like, "Don't be in parties." Yeah, it, Oh yeah, and they hated each other. Yeah, they. With I mean, passion. Do you know an interesting piece of knowledge that I? Side note: Since we're talking about John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, I read this quote here. Um, it says, "Did you know John Adams?" Uh, believed July second was the correct date for to celebrate hmm. American independence because it was written on, uh, it was presented on July second, gotcha. but then it was like voted and like ratified or whatever on July fourth. Yeah, and it says he reportedly would turn down invitations to appear at Fourth of July events in protest. Hmm. The weird thing in this this whole thing is apparently Adams and Jefferson both. I didn't know this. Died on the 4th of July yeah. on the 50th anniversary yeah. of 
the Declaration of yeah, Independence. I knew that. Does That's that not crazy. raise red flags in your mind? They just both happened to die <laughs> they, they on the 50th cracked. anniversary. I, I think it was a marketing <laughs> yeah. ploy. It's like, how can we get more people right. like... Same time, man. Same time. Yeah. More people to uh, be gung-ho and like wrap themselves in the flag. Yeah. Well, let's have two of the founding fathers die on yeah. the 50th Who hated each other. Who hated right? each other. This is we- like a Tupac and Biggie thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, that was a major side note. So Again, back, back to the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, it, it, it's something we were born into. It was something, and I understand the whole you know, kind of pledging kind of loyalty to a country that you're a citizen of. Right. Um, like, your loyalty. Not not like necessarily, necessarily right. like your pledging allegiance. your allegiance, your life. Right. Like, I would die, I would bleed. I would, No matter what they say, I would do... It's like, I'm a citizen here. I benefit from some of the... the the good things about this country. So yeah, I'm yeah. not going to go like help out the enemy. Right. I'm not going to go like trade war secrets right. with China yeah. or things like that. Right. I'm I mean, I'm here. I get to benefit from this, so I will be remain loyal, I guess, in that aspect. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like, hey, if things turn shitty and I don't like it, yeah, I'm not going to do something about right. it. I'm not going to say something about yeah. it. I'm not going to raise hell over it. Absolutely. And that's what pledging allegiance to, like, the king. You pledge allegiance to a king. I mean, if you, like, break that allegiance, yeah. you die. Right, You yeah. freaking get murdered. Yeah. You get your head chopped <laughs> off. I mean, that's where this whole pledging allegiance comes from. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like that's kind of what they're teaching our young kids at from the mushy Developmental do they, do they still the teach brain. the Pledge of Allegiance? I, I think, like I said, I think my kids still say it. And oh, I, really? I, the funny thing is, I didn't say it after, I think fourth grade or something yeah, for a while. I think, I think a, third grade was the last time I saw. I there did was it. a time period there, but I think in elementary school. Well, that's because after that, they have already got the kids indoctrinated. Right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, their brains aren't mushy anymore, so yeah. we don't have to indoctrinate them into this. Um, yeah. Blood pledge. <laughs> Surprised they don't make them take a blood oath. Yes. So, do do we keep saying this? Do we keep swearing our allegiance to the flag? Like, yeah, I, like I, what? Where do we go with that? You know, and it, and how un-American can we sound on this show? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I I don't think so. But at the same time, you know, it. A lot of teachers aren't real pro-American anymore. So yeah. I'm. that's why I would be surprised if they even do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. Um, I don't know. I, there, yeah. There's something there that I can't quite put my hand on yet. But yeah. because you don't support the direction it's in now, like the democracy it's in now, as most teachers don't support, they'd rather have some off-the-wall, like, globalist system. Right. But you still got to teach kids at least at a young age to swear their lives to this thing right so that way once they get older you can teach them about how it could be and uh if we did this or this it's they still don't want us to just because certain factions a good chunk of the media and the school system doesn't want the united states to be what it is today doesn't mean they want 
a bunch of people to just be like, I'm not loyal to this shit at all, because yeah. then they've just lost. That'd just be a yeah. bunch of libertarians running around, and nobody, nobody wants, wants that. <laughs> a bunch of libertarians running around. That yeah. would just be insanity. So um, they still want to pledge loyalty to some sort of system, so then they can tell you how that system's broken. But if you come over here, this is how it could be better. In my, yeah. uh, That's like an... Like an incomplete thought in my head, but there's something there that okay. I'll I'll address at some well, point. And no, I, I agree with that. I mean, there's an indoctrination there that they have to get you to to look a certain way, but then they slowly, as you get older, start changing it, right? Mm-hmm. And then because they know when you get to be about you know eleven, twelve, you're naturally going to rebel against your parents, right? Right. So you're going to get that rebellious mindset, yeah. And you're going to be like, you know, like. I remember it. Shit. My dad was a Republican, you know, all the time. And I remember, I think it was 88, you know, Jesse Jackson was running. And I was like, wow, that would be awesome to have a black president. Yeah. I was like, Dad, you should vote for Jesse Jackson. And he's like, fuck that. And he probably kicked <laughs> you out of the house. Said, yeah, go, go right. live with your mother. Yeah, you hippie. <laughs> that was back when you had hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, where was it going with this? <laughs> but no, that there is, yeah, that they, they're trying to build a system that. Yeah. The, with the elementary kids, so they well, start them at a young age. Well, just look at, collectively, like people like us sit here and look at the what they call sheep, I guess. Just like, well, how do they just like latch onto this and just believe that? Well, they <laughs> pledge their undying loyalty to some system. Right. They, they, I, I, I don't know. They, yeah, were indoctrinated to collectively align with something, and mm-hmm. yes. Maybe they rebel later, but they are kind of spoon-fed how to collectively rebel against that system right. down the road. And now that we've taught them um, conformity, right. now right. we can conform them elsewhere. Yeah, and that's all public education is now, yes. is conformity. So, what about the Star Spangled Banner? We kind of briefly mentioned yeah. that, and it's like kind of lameness if you think about it. Yes, yeah, I, I, I'll still stand for the national anthem. Yeah, but what are they going to replace it with, I, right? Uh, J-Lo? Well, like I said, <laughs> God bless the USA. They right. have to. But but there are people that, that hate that song. Well, yeah, right? because It's we too hate, patriotic. Yeah, patriot, patriotism is uh, racism right. now. Yeah, they, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where I stand because patriotism has become just its own it's flawed a now. Word now, yeah, it's yeah. two different things, and neither right. of them mean what. Yeah, you keep using that word. I don't mean, <laughs> think it means what you think it means. Like exactly. one side thinks it means like blatant racism, building the country on white supremacy. The other side thinks it means like bleeding red, white, and blue, no matter what. Right, what, it, says. what it says. Yeah, and if you disagree with that, like you're obviously a traitor. Right. When patriotism is just like this mentality of. This country could be great, and we should do what we can to make it great. Absolutely. But neither side wants that. Yeah. They just want either my side or your side, yeah. and that's patriotism or not patriotism, whatever we're calling it. Yeah. But the Star Spangled Banner, though, like I said, was basically just a story until the final line, which is the land of the free and the home, home of, of the, the brave. brave. And right. that's really the only like patriotic line that right. even that person in the— that was talking about what unites us. Oh, we're the land of the free yeah. and the home of the brave. That's what makes us great. Yeah. But but nobody remembers the other four verses of the song. Yeah. There might be other patriotic stuff. That's there. probably true. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Francis. Nobody Scott remembers Key, the the the, five, the full five verses. Francis Scott Key is like, well, I include racism in there. Why didn't you put yeah. that in? 
I, Isn't I used there to be a racist a, line in there? I, there is somewhere in there, and yeah, I remember them saying that during the BLM yeah, protest. Yeah, and it's like, but nobody knows that, so yeah. you can't really base your argument on that because yeah. we kind of omitted that a long time right. ago. Yeah, maybe not intentionally, but we omitted that yeah. because it was too freaking long. That, that's <laughs> Unfortunately, always, your verse got yeah, the axe. They got axe. That was always my a joke. You know, when I was doing youth, was like, okay, I'll be right back. Before you guys can finish all five verses of the national anthem, and they were like, "Wait, five? <laughs> exactly. I'll be back at some point. <laughs> so, um, what? Like, are we really free? Is the question of the national anthem, like the home of the brave, the land of the free? I'm not even going to get into the home of the brave because we have all these arguments out there. Like, well, back in my day, we weren't such pussies. So, I'm. Yeah, I, I mean, I and I think that's a stupid thing to say it is, too, because until until. A generation is tested. You don't yeah. know how they're going to react. Right. So let's look at the land of the free. Are sure. we? Are we free? <laughs> like, are are we like the land of the free at this point? I, I think we're not as free we as we used to be, but we're free, more free than other nations. We're freer than others, but less free than we should be. Exactly. But we constantly. So if, if you think we're a free nation, we constantly live in this mindset of. What right is the government going to take from us today? Right. You know, uh, they're going to come after our guns, or yeah. like we said, uh, they're taking away our freedom of reproduction. Like everything right. is just like, well, our, it's free speech going to be axed yeah. if if this president takes over. What freedoms are going to be? If yeah. you have to live in fear that the government can take that freedom from you, are you really living yeah. in the land of the free? Right, and, and yeah, and we are. I think some of the few that actually think that way <laughs> exactly because so, everybody else is indoctrinated ignorant, right yeah and ignorant yeah so um like right now currently you can't live on property you can't own a business you can't drive a car without the government's permission without the right. government telling you hey you can do this right. you can't do it without having the proper licenses right. which is the government saying you have my blessing yeah. we can't do these things it's like the founding fathers called these not not like the driving and stuff but Certain things are inalienable rights right. or are God-given rights. Right. Like, man does not give this to us. God gave this yeah. to us. This is why we've put this in the Declaration yeah. of Independence. Life, liberty, and, and it's pers- supposed to be property. But but then some rich people are like, ah, maybe not that. Well, well, unfortunately, slaves were property, and yeah. so they couldn't put that in uh, there. So they changed it to pursuit of happiness. So right now it's not God-given rights. Right now it's government-given rights. Yes. And that's not— free no like freedoms inalienable rights are not if the government says so it's like we talked about with covid it's like they'll take so much away and then give a little back it's like if they can do that if they can legally do that uh, then we're not the land of the free in my opinion right but unfortunately we're land of the uh um um what's it called it's what what do we tell our kids it's not your right it's your your uh yeah, privilege. We're yeah. we're the land of the privileged. Yeah, I think we it should be uh, the land of the privileged and home of the not so brave. I guess <laughs> I I don't know because uh, freedoms can't be taken from you. Right, privileges well, can be taken from you. Absolutely. Well, see, unfortunately, the government is now so married with different corporations. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That they the corporations are doing the job for them right yeah and that's my la, part of my second half okay then i won't no, say no no keep going on your point but <laughs> no, I, a la youtube and us yeah. right i mean yes we have a freedom of speech but 
YouTube deems what we're saying harmful. Yes. So they're going to silence us. So they us. cut us off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I'm definitely talking about that shit in the second half. Yeah. It is about time for a break. When we come back, we're going to keep down this kind of road of thought, talking about what holds us together yeah. as a democracy, as a, a nation. Is it the flag? I think we've established no. not so much because the, Pledge of Allegiance. The, the flag is divided, divisive. Yeah. The Constitution's divisive. Yeah. So so yeah. what is actually holding? Ideologies are divisive. Yeah. Religion's divisive. Ideas are divisive. Yeah. So what glue actually is holding us together? Like what is keeping the United States United, if if we can say we're united. Right. So that's what we're going to talk about once we come back from break. We're going to take a couple minutes, as always, refresh our drinks, and do whatever it is that we do that we don't mention. And then when we come back, we're just going to carry on this conversation. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. We are back, being as un-American as we possibly can. Yes. You never fix your flag. That's that's un-American. That is un-American. Actually, having that flag up is probably un-American. That's probably true. It's like talk, probably talking about up. like the, uh, I don't remember something about indigenous yeah. peoples. Yeah, Native Americans being the first homeland security. I'll let you put that up. I'll let you show your. Your better side. <laughs> this is what you get in the bonus. It's Bill's ass. So, like I was saying, we're, we're being as un-American as we potentially can be. And there's a spider. Um, talking about why we celebrate the 4th of July. Not, not the direction that you would think. Like, 
Why do we celebrate the Fourth of July? Well, yeah. because in 1776. No, right. we're talking about like, like really? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why do right. we celebrate this yeah. thing? Like, yeah. Because I, I, I would be willing to bet, like we talked about, 99.99.8 percent of people have no idea why we celebrate Fourth of July or why they personally mm-hmm. celebrate Fourth of July. Right, and um, there's actually a movement. I didn't have this article pulled up, but I have it. There was like a basically a fuck the fourth movement that was going oh, around. Wow. Did you hear about that? Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Let me. I'll see if I can. I, I mentioned to you uh, what my 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 cousin had had sent me, right? Yeah. Um, when I had kind of done a mass family happy fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll I'll read it real quick. Okay. While you do that, I'll try to pull sure. this up. Um, so, uh, she had disliked my happy at 4th of July Mm. and my, my mom had asked why. And so she had sent to this little post with the burning flag and it said, uh, happy 4th, just a reminder that the United States was built by slaves on stolen land, but we've come a long way to a police state that is banning abortion, not providing healthcare to its people and not electing its leaders on a popular vote. I won't get into foreign affairs right now. Land of the free. See, I'll, I will uh, take what you know. They, you know, the old saying, uh, "Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater." Yes. Um, yeah. So I'll take the the good out of that. What I can find, and that was this country was built, and look how far we've come into the police state. Right. And that's, yeah. That's what I can get out of that. No, I, and I agree with that. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Patriot Act. Um, you know, FBI, CIA. Uh, you know, the the police um, being heavily militarily armed. So, um, over incarceration. Yeah, yeah, that's all there. That yeah. all exists. And yeah. the over incarceration, mass incarceration, even of black people, the yeah. at disproportionate levels. Yes, yes, 100%. It's all there. Yeah. It's all there. Yep. There's so much that's there that I agree with, but then that's just weeded into the so much bullshit right. propaganda yep. that I are all the reasons, the wrong reasons, I guess, to right. bitch about this country because yeah. it's just what the media tells you to bitch about. Exactly. And if the media is telling you to bitch about it, yeah. then you probably right. it's probably the wrong yeah. reason. It's, it's the current thing. Yeah. So here's uh, this is the latest from Fox News. It says left renounces Independence Day on Twitter. Burn this country to the goddamn ground. And there was even like a, a politician that was like promoting this fuck the fourth like rally thing. And uh, they had to, like, pull back on it because it, it pissed some people off. It's election year, man. So this says, leftists on Twitter don't seem too inclined to celebrate Independence Day this year. Ahead of the fourth holiday, several prominent liberals on Twitter expressed their disgust for America and indicated they will not be celebrating our independence as a nation. I, I feel like the same Fox News uh, hosts would, or authors would ha- take take some issue with this episode we're doing right now. Oh yeah, they'd be like, yeah. "Well, they they denounced the Pledge of Allegiance on the fifth right. of July, the day after our country celebrated independence as right. a nation." And it's like maybe if you stopped and listened to why these people did right. and addressed some of the grievances, right. and that's the whole problem. Yeah, like both listens. sides have their grievances, but nobody cares about the right. other side. You're just the enemy. Right. You're a traitor. They just insult them and and make them seem stupid yes. instead of actually listening to what they're saying. Says for most of them, the recent Supreme Court decisions, uh, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, which overturned Roe v. Wade, has sullied the celebration. Left wing members of the news and entertainment media claim that women in the country are no longer free, which is laughable. Again, yeah. a talking point from the media. Therefore, yeah. you should probably not repeat it. As a result of the the ruling, 
arguing there's no point in the 4th of July this year. All right, so so <laughs> let's let's stop there cuz I don't even have to go on here. Yeah. Let's stop and come to the realization that if you're just now deciding based on this one ruling that there's no point in celebrating 4th of July anymore just yeah. because of this one incident, but not because of all the other right. shitty things the country has done, you're missing the point right. here. Yeah. Right. Because yes, I I I see why maybe you'd be concerned about this from your point of view. If you're I guess. listening to the media, yes, yeah. But to be like, well, since they took away the right to abortion as fe- on a federal level, there's no longer a reason to support right. Independence Day. Uh, you you've freaking missed something there. <laughs> yeah, right. Like like yeah. There there's like a short circuit somewhere that you've yeah. completely missed says one of the less cautious tweeters of the bunch actually expressed a, a desire to blow up the country on its biggest holiday. This person says, how can our nation celebrate Independence Day when the GOP Supreme Court just stripped women of their right to personal freedom? I don't see anywhere where it says blow up, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that was an M- MSNBC contributor. I don't know. Oh. It doesn't show that tweet. Maybe it got deleted. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, it says... In an earlier tweet, somebody quoted famous abolitionist Frederick Douglass to convey his current disgust with America. He wrote, uh, Your celebration is a sham. Your boasted liberty and unholy license. Your national greatness, swelling vanity. Your sounds of rejoicing and empty and are empty and heartless. Your shouts of liberty and equality, a hollow mockery. And again, I, I agree with quite a bit of that right. stuff. But... Uh, there's a lot of things I disagree with, yeah. and uh, the whole reasoning behind it, based on media hysteria, I disagree with. Because the people mm-hmm. that are the direct threat to democracy, the corporations, mm-hmm. are the ones that are telling you to say all right. these things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we can collectively, as a whole, decide, you know, we don't like this, let's do this. But it's it's really just big media telling you mm-hmm. what they want you to do, yeah. and those are the ones that control this country Anyways, yes, yeah. So, so what do you think? Fuck the fourth? No, I wouldn't go that far, you know, because like you said, we would have been doing it for the last forty-seven years at right? least. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So back to the the whole conversation of what, like, what's holding us together? What yeah. are we a united nation? I think we've kind of decided probably not. But what is still like? Kind of keeping us together. Yeah. Because it's not the Constitution. It's right. not the flag. It's not, like we said, ideas, ideologies, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so I guess, unless you have come to some sort of opinion well, in the last 10 minutes. I, in a way, yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, I, I think that um, our generational hand-me-downs, if you will, right, are, are keeping us together, right? The, the, for now. Uh, it's on it. Explain. A, Go okay. ahead. Explain. Okay. Like um, um, the traditions of our grandparents. Okay. Okay. Um, the traditions uh, of you know our parents. You mm-hmm. know that that have been passed down that we we take, and maybe we take them out of nostalgia, and hold on to that. Right. That that okay. childlike innocence where you can run down the street pretending you're Captain America, waving a you know a, mm-hmm. a trash can and a sparkler. You know that that kind of thing, is, and, and it's something we we want back, right? We want we want that belief in our country back. Okay, whatever form that may take, right? Whether it's abortions on the streets, or or you know 
shooting, uh, you know, M60, you know, in the middle of the street drinking beer. I, I think whatever form that takes, we want that back. We want to so, believe that that still th- is possible. So kind of the belief and support of the past is what keeps us kind of in pursuit I, I of that to get back there. I, I for for mo- for some of us, yeah. For others of us, not us of them <laughs> of those people, you yes. people. It, it's it's the fact that they 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 in their heart they know it's not there, but they don't they want to believe it is. So okay. so they 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 purposely blind themselves. Maybe the that. the desire for the potential of the country. Right, 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 right. And, and no and, matter what whatever view they see as the potential, right. the desire to get and, to that point. And in that, <clears throat> I feel like as com- our local communities, we are fully united. Mm. Right? In our in our localities like, you know, like last right. night, you know, we were we were united in whatever we were doing, mm-hmm. right? And and the party we were at the night before with your family on in Illinois, you right. know, it, you were joined in that, right? Were we? You don't know, my, no. <laughs> yeah, we you're right, we're. I don't. <laughs> but but it's the same with the, you know those in, in New York or in California, right? Whether it was go fuck the fourth or or rah yeah. rah USA, you know, they were united in whatever that belief was that brought them together. And so locally in our communities, I feel like, yes, we are united. As a whole, as a nation, no. No, not at all. So I I, I want to keep going. I wanna, okay, absolutely. So maybe, I guess some people probably say, like, the idea of democracy is what makes us a great nation to, to, or keeps us together. It's democracy that keeps us together. But uh, my question is, what makes us a democracy? Um, and... The reason why I wanted to push this is because my thought is on a local level, we might be democratic like the local. I feel like we can make changes and we've talked to this before. We can make changes if we get out and vote on a local level. We can make changes to our community and then we can be united as a community um, on a local level. But I don't see the country so much necessarily as what you consider what people consider a democracy anymore so whenever they say oh this is a threat to democracy my question is like what what democracy at this point because my explanation to that is yes local level you can get joe schmo off like plumber joe or whatever to run for mayor in new jersey this last uh back in 2020 yeah right runs for for mayor and can make a difference in his community right make some local changes i mean yeah he's gonna have opposition but uh that that's kind of a grassroots Mm -hmm. like work your way up and make make a difference you you there's no chance no possibility of a grassroots candidate running for president well not necessarily not running but making it to that point getting in Getting allowed to be on the freaking stage. Uh, debate stage, right. even yeah, let alone getting well, nominated, and, and we've seen that with the with the Libertarian Party, right? They're not able to get on the debate stage, even. Well, even look at the the two party system is so freaking rigged. Right. Like everybody was diehard supporter of Bernie Sanders. Who gets the stage? Right. Old white pantsuit wearing Hillary Clinton, and right. all the Democrats were like, yeah. "How did this fucking happen?" Right. Like they deny their own, yeah. right. let alone the grassroots. Right. right, she goes after Kamala Harris, and Google drops her. Yeah, so there, there's no grassroots candidate right. when it comes. There, there's no like you can say, well, we elect our representatives that make these decisions for right. us, so we are a representative democracy. But we don't te- actually 
elect these representatives, we get the choice and we got to pick the right. greater of two evils. Right. And they still don't follow our best interests. Right. I mean, how many yeah. times is it like, well, the 60% of the population voted for this, but this passed anyway in Senate mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, how is this representative democracy right. if uh, the general population? Yeah, isn't actually influencing any sort of the votes. It's like, mm. like when Chuck Schumer tried to push through the abortion laws. That was just like a hundred percent, no strings attached abortions. And it's just like, well, like yeah. only not even twenty percent of the populace vote like agrees with that. Right. Why are you pushing that yeah. forward? Yeah, and it's just like, like looking back at the original thing we were talking about, uh, taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. I I think you brought it up. Well, like we really don't have taxation no. with representation. They no. choose what yeah. you're going to pay taxes on. Absolutely. These these people that we didn't want in the first place. Yeah. That we had to pick one or the other because democracy was at stake. Right. Um. They're the ones that make these these bills yeah. that pump trillions of dollars into tax debt. Yeah. Now, look, what about this view? Taxation without representation. Trillions of dollars signed into debt. Sure, we. I guess. I guess. By some stretch of the imagination, you could say, "Well, we voted for these people, so they they did this, and so it's kind of our fault." But who's going to front the majority of those that debt? Right. Yeah. Our kids, our grandkids, yeah. our great grandkids, probably yeah. for the next a hundred, yeah. two hundred years. Taxation without representation. They're paying yeah. for debts that they n- had no interest right. in, that they won't even see any sort of benefit right. from. No, you're absolutely right. Or what about us paying Social Security tax yeah. that we will not see in our lifetime? Our, our It'll be completely are, gone. Our grandkids are paying for this Ukrainian war. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, so. Uh, taxation without representation. You can't say yeah. um, that, well, well, they represent the populace, and this is the, the they, they vote in your best interest. No, they're voting in the... Worst interest of people that aren't even alive right now. Yeah. So there is no taxation with with representation. Yeah. So, uh, again, that goes back to what we were saying. Like, so little sparked so much back then, right. and now so much right. nobody cares so much. about. Yeah, yeah, because it's just well, it's, it's little by little by little. We've, it's comfort. It, yeah. Right? It's being able to come home after 8 to 5, turn on Netflix and your AC. Right. And, and you know, fall asleep, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's what it is. It's comfort. We've been lulled to 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 our ignorance. Yeah. Right. I mean, why should I care as long as I can come home and do what I want? How many times? I mean, they they formed this like drone mentality. How many times yeah. do you find yourself? I'm going to go see what's going on in the world, and somehow, like all of a sudden, you're like, why am I scrolling through videos again? It's just like right. I was I was on a mission here, and yeah. all of a sudden I'm scrolling through. T- not, I'm not on TikTok, but Facebook yeah. has yeah. their own Reels. version of yeah. Reels, and it's just like, how did I get here? It's yeah. like, yeah, we've developed this mindset yeah. of complicity, yes, and, and lack even, of attention, yeah. and especially now with social media and right. everything right at our hand, it's easy to get lost. Yeah, and I think that's quite the intention oh, to make absolutely. us yes. into mindless it's drones. The matrix, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so again, still talking about democracy. How many like democracy formed the constitution that we've already established doesn't hold us together right now, right. but the constitution formed the checks and balances that create democracy like right. uh the legislative branch creates the laws. the The president decide like signs those in, 
and then also gets to use his authority to right. say how we carry out these laws yeah. with uh, <laughs> committees and subcommittees and right. sub-subcommittees. Yeah. Um, then we have the Supreme Court that decides, hey, is this law constitutional or not constitutional? That's supposedly democracy. But those own entity, those individual entities right now are actually a threat to the checks and balance because, yeah. like, you have people in Congress right now calling for the abolition of the Supreme Court. Right. Or discre you have the president discrediting yeah. the Supreme Court as extremists. Yeah. And you have the Supreme Court that's probably acting on a partisan yeah. level. So yeah. there is the checks and balances don't really no. and, and exist. It, it's all out of whack because the, the Supreme Court was never supposed to have that much power, mm -hmm. right, where they're legislating laws. The president was never supposed to have that much power. Was never power. supposed to create laws to enact the laws. Right, right, exactly. Like it was, hey, I'm going to make these, I'm going to care, like allocate the resources yeah. to carry out the laws. But our president like signs laws with a freaking oh, pencil yeah, right. that says, well, but based on the Constitution, I have the right to do this, yeah. to carry out this little like misinterpreted law. I yeah. can blanket this with all these executive yeah. orders. Yeah, and so the government is so far out of whack mm -hmm. from what it was intended to be, and, and yeah, we let it happen. Yeah. Right? Nobody it, ever pushed back. Again, it's like, it's like boiling a frog. Yeah. Like, right. I, I feel like the Revolutionary War was just dropping the frog into a hot pan of water. Yeah. But we've been just slowly boiled for the yeah. last, like, couple hundred years yeah. to where we just, like, boil ourselves to death yeah. because it's just like, yeah, well, it's just it's just this one thing. It'll right. go back to normal after right. this. Oh, oh, a, a little bit of taxes here. Yeah, I guess to help the roads yeah. and um, help the poor people. Oh, a little taxes here. Yeah, we don't want the, that group over there getting oppressed, yeah. so let's go let let them take out that dictator that's... And yeah. then eventually gets to this monster that yeah. it's become that has no interest in democracy whatsoever. Right. Because if they did, they wouldn't be trying to abolish the other sections right. or other parts of the Constitution, like the Electoral College, which is yeah. written out in the Constitution. Yeah. And is vital. If you... Yeah. If you... Talk about no representation, taxation yeah. without representation. You abolish the Electoral College, all the rural areas, any any area that is not in major cities mm -hmm. has no, no representation right. anymore, yeah. at least at the presidential level, no yeah. representation whatsoever. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> the left will win every presidential election from now yeah. until the end of time because yeah. uh, the cities have the most, yeah. the loudest voices and. They all have that collective mm -hmm. major city mindset, and so yeah. And you want to talk civil war at that point, mm -hmm. right? I mean, how how long will they put up with that? Well, I don't know. We've been just so accustomed to it. We might just roll over because it'll yeah. probably just slowly get there, and we'll just roll over to it, and it'll be fine. So, oh, it's fine. We either have Joe Biden or Kamala Harris running for right. president. Which yeah. one do you want? That that that's, <laughs> that sounds like a disaster. Yeah, absolutely. If it ever gets there, right? So. Are we even a representative democracy right now? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. No? No. Like I said, I, I think um, money talks, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think our politicians, you know, they, they do what the corporations tell them to. They get paid, right? They get the money to run, and they push through the, the legislation that, that helps their buddies, right? 
I'm ready to talk about that now. That is my, like next. Wow. You you got it on How the head that, that time. I don't know. <laughs> so so you talked about social media and YouTube yeah. and stuff like that. So um, you hear all this stuff going around about how the government eventually will probably take over Twitter or something like that, become like a government-ran, if it's not already a Mm -hmm. government-ran social media platform. They'll take over these major platforms. My opinion is that's never going to happen. Yeah, no. Because... It doesn't need to. No, they don't want it to happen. They don't want to take over social media because right now they're ran by private corporations which are not bound by the Constitution. Yeah. Like you were saying about YouTube. Yeah. YouTube's not bound by free speech. They don't right. have to allow equal voices. It's a no. private corporation. Absolutely. But corporations put the people in government, like you were saying, that th- that's their best interest. Yeah. The government acts in the best interest of the corporation, so they are the same entity, basically, but they're separated, separate yeah. but the same, because... They want it that way because the government can now still control the media without the strings attached of mm-hmm. the Constitution. If Twitter right. was to become uh, a state-sponsored media, they would be bound by free speech laws and, right. and equal rights and equal protections laws right. that Twitter is not bound by those yeah. laws. Twitter can say, you know, yeah. uh, I don't support your opinion on this. We can ax you. And the government can say, hey, Twitter, oh, we don't like that. You you remember how much you owe us, or we owe you, or whatever. I don't remember now who owes who, but can you tell them to shut up, and they can shut you up, because they're not bound by the strings of the Constitution. So it's always going to be what it is. Mm -hmm. And because we're not in a democracy, we're in now a corporatocracy, is what I called it at the beginning. The government is ran by the corporations. Yes. The government is put in place by the corporation. The yeah. government acts in the best interest of the corporations. Yep. And no, I'm not a communist that thinks businesses are bad. No. But corporations are not capitalism anymore. No. When they have that deep of right. ties, that intertwined tie to the government that works in their best interest to pass laws that works the markets in their favor, right. that's not free market system no. anymore. That's manipulated markets, and that's why yeah. we get the big bubbles that burst. That's why mm-hmm. we get the 2008 crisis, because yeah. the government propped this shit up. Yeah, and the corporations get their get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, they get bailed out. And I, I got an article talking about this, and it actually specifically talks about the bailouts and, and stuff like that. It's actually from the Huffington Post, which I never, that's really interesting. I never quote, but I'm going to quote it if I can find it. Uh, let's see. Can I find it? Oh, here we go. Huffington Post. The myth of U.S. democracy and the reality of U.S. corporatocracy. Is that where you got that word? Um, I actually thought of it, and I was like, I bet that's a word somewhere, oh, and I yeah. Googled it and came up nice. with this one. Um, I, it's, I mean, no better way to explain it. No, absolutely. <laughs> a yeah. nation ran by corporations, not no. by the people. So, um, so yeah, th- this one's a Huffington Post, so I'm sure... There's a little bit of good mixing with a lot of bit of oh, wrong, but, yeah. but still, there's some interesting stuff in here. This came out in 2011, so long before the times we are in today. Mm. So this says, polls show that on the major issue of our time, the Afghanistan and Iraq wars, that shows how long ago right. this was, Wall Street bailouts and health insurance, the opinion of we the people has been ignored on a national level for quite some time. So 
this United States, we the people, mm-hmm. Constitution, the glue that ties us together bullshit. Yeah. Been ignored for a long time. Look at the bailouts, as we mentioned. Look at the wars, as we mentioned. Um, health insurance, we didn't even talk about it. I think this gets into universal health care, yeah, which of course. I don't agree with. But, me neither. But still, the fact that people want something, but the government and corporations do something else yeah. says that we're not in a democracy at right. all. It says, while the corporate media repeats the myth that the U.S., the United States of America is a democracy, Americans, especially Wisconsiners and Ohioans, know this is a joke. Why specifically those two? I'm not sure, but all right. Um, On March 3rd, 2011, a Rasmussen report poll declared that most Wisconsin voters opposed efforts to weaken collective bargaining rights for union workers. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, Scott Walker was governor at the time, and yes, he told the teachers to get the fuck out. Yeah, it says, Governor Walker and the Wisconsin legislature, uh, it didn't stop Governor Walker and the Wisconsin legislature from passing a bill that to the delight of America's ruling class trash most collective bargaining rights of public employee unions. Similarly, in Ohio, legislation to limit collective bargaining rights for public workers is on the verge of being signed into law by Governor Kasich, despite the fact public policy polling on March 15th reported that 54% of Ohio voters would repeal the law, while 31% would keep it. Says it's a myth that the United States was ever a democracy— uh, most of the famous founder elite, such as John Adams, equated democracy with mob rule and wanted no part of it. Uh, the United States of America was actually created as a republic in which Americans were supposed to have power through representatives who were supposed supposed to actually represent the American people, which we've debunked that myth yeah. as of recently. The truth today, however, is the United States is neither democracy nor republic. Americans are ruled by a corporatocracy, a partnership of Two big-to-fail corporations, the extremely wealthy elite and corporate collaborator government officials, like I was talking about, Mm -hmm. says the reality is that Americans for quite some time have opposed the U.S. government's wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, but we the people have zero impact on the policy. So think about that. Like, at the time, 2011, the majority of the people didn't care, didn't, was not for the war. They wanted Mm -hmm. to get get the hell out of Iraq Mm -hmm. and Afghanistan. But the United States kept us there. There, fighting a war we don't support, kind of yeah. like Vietnam, right. fighting a war we don't support. So think about that when people say, "Well, we support our flag because we support our troops." Yeah, that are <clears throat> fighting a war we don't support. Right, but we still support our flag because we support. So when you get wrapped up in the flag, as they say, wrapped up in this whole mentality of it, it's like, "Well, we gotta support the war or the the flag because it represents our troops." But we don't support this war. So at what point can we say, yes, we support these poor bastards that are getting set into these wars, but yeah. we don't support this thing anymore. Right. Like, the majority of us don't want this, and you keep sending our boys to fight this. So at that point, you should be like, I don't re- really represent this thing you're draping over them because they shouldn't be there in the first place. Right. We should have never been sending them there. Right. Yes, I support them, and I will die on that hill of, you know, like, veterans' benefits and, mm-hmm. uh, um, like, the mental health of, of veterans, but they should they have had to endure that in the first place? Right, right. Moving on. Um, it says, 
all in all, considering the cost of the United States versus the benefits to the United States, do you think the war in Afghanistan? This is a poll from the Washington or the the Washington Post. Yeah, uh, do you think the war in Afghanistan was worth fighting or not? Sixty-four percent at the time said it wasn't worth fighting, and thirty-one percent said it was. I mean, that's that's pretty big. Yeah. Yet this represent representative democracy we're in mm-hmm. they kept sending him there even yeah. though the majority of the people said no yeah. same with like vietnam how right. many was opposed to vietnam by the 70s oh, yeah. by the end There's of it a few yeah uh, probably a vast majority yeah, of it over 50 percent by sure so it says um in december 2010 the question from cnn poll says do you favor or oppose the u.s war in afghanistan only 35% of Americans favored the war, while 63%, again, opposed to it. Um, according to CBS, reported 6 out of 10 Americans, about the same, said the Iraq war was a mistake. So, again, we don't support any of this. What about the bailout? Because that's that's a big one. I was talking oh, yeah. about, you know, the corporations. We, we inflate this. There's Golden no parachutes. actual free markets because— right. Of the relationship between the corporations and, and government. Government. Yeah. Says in 2008, how about the 2008 Wall Street bailout? Even when Americans believed the lie that there, that it was only a $700 billion bailout, they opposed it, but their opinion was irrelevant. In September 2008, despite the corporate media's attempts to terrify Americans into believing an economic doomsday would occur without bailout, Americans still opposed it. An L.A. Times Bloomberg poll in September asked, do you think the government should use taxpayer dollars to rescue ailing private financial firms whose collapse could have adverse effects on the economy and markets, or is it not the government's responsibility uh, to bail out private companies with taxpayer dollars? Only 31% of Americans said they should use taxpayer dollars, while 55% said it's not the government's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't matter. They still went on. Apparently, the final tally was about $3.3 trillion when it all came, it. came and went. Says Then it goes into like healthcare, which it's same thing. It's like, well, it, it was talking about how it's following the, the corporation's best interest. Because, yeah, they did the Obamacare, but that was also side-by-side with corporate healthcare. And the majority of people just thought we should have one or the other, not mm. both because that just turns into the big mess that Obamacare was. Right. Uh, it says, in the U.S. corporatocracy, as in most modern tyrannies, there are elections. And that's why we think we're still in a democracy, because, right. yes, we do still have elections. Yeah. But the reality is that giant corporations and the wealthy elite rule in a way to satisfy their own self-interest. In elections in a corporatocracy, as in the case of elections in all tyrannies, it's the interest of the ruling class to maintain the appearance that people have a say. It's just this facade of democracy. It's right. like, hey, we have free and fair elections. Hey, right. we, you have the right to choose uh, who will represent you, when in real- reality, like I said, you only get to choose of the people right. that they want to yeah. put right. the choices they want you to choose from. It says um, it's in the interest of the ruling class to maintain the appearance of the people to have a say, so more than... One candidate is offered up. 
In the U.S. corporatocracy, it's in the interest of corporations and the wealthy elite that the winning candidate is beholden to them. So they financially support both Democrats and Republicans. And yeah. you see that all the time. Absolutely. Like major corporations having yeah. financial well, interest. J.P. In Morgan, I think, I mean, gave millions to both Obama and Mitt Romney. Oh, yeah. Says it's in the interest of corporations and the wealthy elite uh, that there are only two viable parties. This cuts down on bribery costs. And it's in the interest of these two parties that they are the only parties with a chance of winning. And that's what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Like this two party system, this bullshit, like democracy where we're only given the best of two evils. Yeah. Says in the U.S. corporatocracy, corporations and wealthy elite directly and indirectly finance candidates who are then indebted to them. It's common for these indebted officials to appoint to key decision-making roles those friendly to corporations, including executives from corporations. And it's routine for high-level government officials to be rewarded with high-paying industry positions when they exit the government. We talk about that revolving Mm -hmm. door. Yeah. I mean, that started decades ago. I don't even know when you could say that started. but I I would say, you know, back... I don't know, like Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, I'd say probably post Kennedy at least. Because yeah. um, Eisenhower called it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, and, and I would argue, I mean, a, a, along with that revolving door, I mean, it expands past the corporatocracy to the medical field because you see that you know how the doctors get money for from the pharmacies, right? right? You see how the pharmacies get their their money from the government. And then also you see the education sector get how they get money, mm-hmm. you know, how universities get all kinds of money through these student loans that right. are just out of control. Right. Right? I mean, it's just it, it, it's just one giant clusterfuck. <laughs> and everybody's getting fucking rich. Right, exactly. For us. <laughs> but it's like look, the big thing here is this too big to fail. The corporations right. are too big to fail, so we must act in their interest to prop them up, yeah. and that just fucks over but, the rest and, of us. And that's everything now, though. I mean, you know, you see that with, um, again, public education. You see that with hospitals. Yeah. Right? You see that with the, the pharmacies. It, it's too big to fail. They got to pump money into it to get it going. So then what keeps the United States united? <laughs> Well, not that. We're too big to fail. That is what, that's yeah, absolutely you're right. it. You're right. The United We're too States big is to too big to fail. fail. It's yeah. this too big to fail mentality. Yeah. Because what happens if the United States breaks up? The world collapses on itself. Does it, though? Uh, the, the global economy that's been built would absolutely, yeah. like how much of the global economy is affected by just a, a blip so, in the, the U.S. economy? Right. If, if j- let's just suggest that, uh, Texas decided to secede. What does that do to the stock market if one co- yeah, one it, state or two states decides, right. you know what, we don't want any part of this anymore? Yeah. The economy is going to tank, right. and that's going to be felt global-wide. Right. And if the economy tanks, then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So the glue that keeps, in my opinion, after reading all this shit, the glue that keeps the United States united is this corporate too big yeah. to fail mentality. Like, right. well, we can't collapse. So the United States is it. essentially a giant corporation. A, cl- a corporation of corporations yes. is yes. what it is. And they have to keep it together so that they all get paid. Yeah. And, and so it doesn't doesn't dip. I yeah. mean, it, it's like, <clears throat> imagine the U.S. is like, um, I don't know, one of these big banks. Mm-hmm. Chase Morgan, whatever, in, in 2008. Uh, the rest of the world sees... 
the United States start to implode on itself, I guarantee you the United Nations is going to come try oh, to yeah. hold it back together. And then yeah. de- democracy is going to go out the fucking window oh, when that okay. happens. Yeah. But but they're going to do whatever they can to keep yeah. the United States together, at least in some shape or form. Um, I got this one more article that talks about, you know, the problems with uh, the United States actually breaking up. And it's funny because... It, they basically say all these like too big to fail type type mm. conversations. Like uh, the article, this is from GQ. GQ. Um, no, this ain't. This is not the article. Oh. Hang on, sorry. It's from Soapboxy, I think. Oh. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't heard of this one, but it, it's titled "Practical Problems with Breaking Up the United States." Like, why this can't happen, guys? Like, we can't have you guys break up. Like, here are the problems. Um. Talks about could the United States break up into separate countries? So it says when Barack Obama was, reflect, was reflected, re-elected in 2012, I heard stories about petitions being put together in certain states in support of seceding from the union. After Donald Trump's victory, there was an effort in California to put a measure on the ballot so that Californians would have a chance to vote for independence. Mm. Needless to say, these efforts were pretty much doomed from the start. Um, it talks about arguments for secession. Says, um, in the past, when I heard people calling for secession or claiming that they were going to leave the country because of an election result, I thought this was crazy talk. Now, splitting up the country doesn't sound like an entirely bad idea. This is not just because of the surreal presidency of Donald Trump, it's also because of an ideological divide in this country that seems to grow more intense day by day. And I agree with that. It's like, yeah. We we talked about all the reasons why we're not united anymore, right. and so why why are right. we staying in this toxic yeah. relationship? It's for the kids. And we're, well, we're the kids, <laughs> yeah. and we're just getting pulled left yeah. and right, literally left and right on this, while mommy and daddy like throw shit at each other yeah. and beat beat each other up. Yeah. So again, like like they're saying, it, maybe it's not a bad idea to split this up because we don't have that much in common anymore. We've grown apart in our relationship, yeah. in our marriage. Um, so it talks about uh, what happens if the U.S. splits up, and it talks about a few problems with secession. The first one is national debt. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest reason not to break up, because who gets stuck with the national debt then if, true. if the countries break up? <clears throat> It says, what happens to the national debt if the national or the nation is broken apart? The United States dishes out hundreds of billions of dollars of interest payments a year to creditors, big and small, throughout our country and world. A default on that debt in a world where U.S. securities are considered to be the safest investment out there would cause a global financial crisis. Again, okay. yeah, too big to fail. Yeah, Like the country is too big to fail because yeah. they'll default on their debt. But if the nation were broken into two... Or more parts, how would that responsibility for financing this debt be distributed? What mathematical criteria would you use to divide it up? Would the Federal Reserve, the largest owner of federal securities, continue to exist and more or less function as it currently does? I would not want to be one of the people who had to deal with that kind of math. One of my reasons for possibly seceding from a nation is I don't support this debt. Right. Taxation without representation. Um, do you think, do you think the colonists 
when they're like, you know what, uh, we don't want to be responsible for the Seven Year War. We don't want to be responsible yeah. to prop up the freaking India Trade Company. Do you think they're like, well, if we split though, where does that debt go? Right. They're like right. fuck that debt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why we're leaving. We yeah, don't want anything right. to do with that. We don't debt. want that debt. So this whole again, it's the whole too big to fail mentality. Right. Well, do you want the global economy to disrupt? It's yeah. like. I got to look out for my own, my best interest here. Yeah, yeah uh, it might be a little rough, but um, I'm not going to stay in this relationship. For, the kids yeah. have moved out. It's not worth me sticking right. around anymore. Yeah. So, right. Uh, the next is legal tender. Like, what happens to the dollar? It basically talks, is it going to be like the EU, where um, we have this collective, like, say we split into four countries. Right. Do we all maintain the dollar, kind of like the EU has right. the euro? But then it talks about, well, you see... What happens to the countries in the, U- the EU that don't have control of their monetary system, like Greece, for right. example? Like, what, what yeah. happened to Greece with the EU? It was a mess. I mean, you couldn't even get, go to the ATM and take money out because yeah. their economy just tanked. Um, so that could be a problem. And it's like, go to a barter trade system. I don't yeah. know. I'm more anarchist-leaning than anything. It's like, I will survive in this situation. Will yeah. the global economy survive? Probably not. I don't fucking care. I'm going to dig myself into the mountains and yes. hide out. What about this one? Entitlement programs, like uh, federal financial programs, yeah, the things I, that we think are probably money laundering anyway. Right. And like you and I said, we probably won't see any of it anyways. So. Yeah, because it talks about Medicare and Social Security. Would the responsibility for meeting those obligations fall to the new nations? It's like, well, we're no. already responsible for somebody else's yeah. anyway right. that we're not going to see. So again, that, that point doesn't yeah. matter to me. Right, right. So I, I, yeah. I'm going to... And I think that's, that's, the, that's the difference in philosophies, though. Again, they're coming at it as, look, you know, as a collective, we're responsible for these people, for these okay. things. If, if you support supporting certain people groups, support those people right, groups. Right, right. And I, I think uh, that that's a big problem is we have all these different philosophies of who we should or should not support right. well maybe if we split that up we could more efficiently support yeah. the groups that our idea our ideologies support yeah and then we can fund through that we can we can make it work yes oh, absolutely. i get that there's billions of dollars flowing into that that that's going to disrupt a system but it's yeah. probably most likely going to be disrupting some corporation that put this in place in the first place yeah. so i'm fine with that right disrupt it completely and we will shift it to those that collectively our little country mm-hmm. um as a actual representative democracy or whatever decides yeah. hey we want to support this instead of hey i don't support you right. supporting some uh like women's right. issues in Afghanistan or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, or I homeschool. I don't care about public school funding. Right. Exactly. I, I don't give a shit about the roads. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> somebody <needs> roads? <laughs> somebody will make the roads happen. I yeah. guarantee it. So what about this? The military. And this is the one that I've always questioned because yeah. this is probably the reason why it won't break up because of the federal military. Yeah. Will I mean <laughs> Joe Biden said it. It's like, yeah, you got your guns, but we got nukes and helicopters right, yeah, right, and F- right. F-16s. What are yeah. you going to do? Yeah. And it's just like, well, who then controls the military? It says, what would happen with the U.S. military? The United States has military forces, bases, and various types of treaties and obligations all over the planet. First of all, this is where I would start as my co- the ruler of my seceded country. Yeah. 
pull out of all those freaking bases right. and forces and shit yeah. all over the world. We right. don't need that there. Yeah. Like like we don't we don't need any of that. Uh, the treaties and obligations. I don't care about their obligations really to other countries. Null and void, actually. Yeah, it's like I, I don't like yeah. I'm not part of the United States. That was yeah. a United States issue. I don't care. Right. Treaties now. Now see the problem is we're now out of the treaties. So certain the four countries will probably attack each other. Oh yeah, and the what? ones that still have treaties with foreign entities will. Uh, join forces yeah, and overpower them, just right. like during the Revolutionary War. We yeah. only won that because of our right. our teaming up with other countries right. and shit. So, um, it would it's going to be a military disaster for it a while. The, the whole thing would be a clusterfuck. Yeah, it's just going to be a constant a, a power grab, attacking yeah. for. Well, I want land of this, and I want mm-hmm. I want to be part of this. I mean, look at the Soviet Union when it split up, yeah. and how they're still pushing oh, to yeah. get the original territory back. It's just going to constantly be trying to get the original territory back to its yeah. glory and power for the rest of forever right. is what it'll be. Yeah. So then uh, because of that, do you think it's possible to split up the nation? I, yeah. I, because of that, no, I, I don't think it would. I don't. I, is I that think... a reason to not, though? No, it's not. Because I, I agree with you. Look, We've grown far apart. We have different interests mm-hmm. now. Maybe it's best to, to just split up. It never happened. Yeah. It never happened. Because like you said, first of all, it would be a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. No nation wants to be like, all right, you know what? I'll take the house. I can't really afford it, but I'll take it. Right, right, right. right. And so nobody wants that. And again, with the military out there, right, that, then we'd result to what? Like militias? Probably. Right? We'd form our own. We'd break like, up with the militaries and then, okay, but so who much gets, for the trillions of dollars. Well, that's and, what I was going to say. What about the federal, yeah. like, we've all paid for all yeah. that shit. Do we, like, divide that all up right, yeah, equally? Okay, we'll give you two stealth No, I don't and... think whoever <laughs> was the original, like the yeah. OG that's left, probably part of D.C. and then the yeah. surrounding areas, are, are going to be like, no, that's where we are the United States yeah. of America. This is our shit. I don't care that yeah. you chose to leave. Right, yeah. So you, right. Got, you have no right to that anymore. So they yeah. inevitably have... A billion times the power, the firing yeah. power, than the rest of the states will. Yeah, and you know, and but again, it it wouldn't happen. Yeah, it just wouldn't. I mean, and, and I, you know, I've thought about this a lot the last couple of years because everybody praises Lincoln, right, and mm-hmm. what a great president Lincoln was, and and I don't he know. He was him. the same mindset. It right. was like I won't allow this yeah. to happen. This I will isn't going to happen. Military might to exactly, do and and he went to great lengths to make sure it didn't happen. And one of the things they don't talk about is. When people spoke out against him and his policies, he threw him in jail. Right. But but we can't talk about that. That's right. un-American. So then it goes into, like, where to geographically draw the line. And we've discussed this before. Right. We did an episode almost two years ago, like, right at the beginning. Yeah. we I think it was Divided Nation or something like that. So go back and listen to that one. I'm curious to hear what we said back yeah. then, because I, I know my thinking has evolved since then yeah. into this episode. And even when I was doing this, I was like, we've kind of already done an episode similar to this, but right. I'm like, maybe it's a good idea every couple of years to do a yeah, similar episode. To Things just change. kind of Yeah, to see like, how yeah our mentality, our mindset has changed. But again, the draw the line would be the hard part, because it's yeah. not like the South versus the North. Right. It's not like, I mean... Yeah, you you see, like California, Washington, and Oregon wanted to split yeah. and do that. I mean, that's geographically located, but yeah. again, it, it comes down to like 
rural versus uh, right. like metro yeah, areas. You got like yeah, say Iowa, Illinois, part of it, like Michigan, a good chunk of Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota. But you got Chicago yeah, separate. Right. Nobody's going to want that. You got Detroit probably separate. Right. Um, so there's Minis- no Minneapolis separate. And so, yeah, it just would be really difficult to do. Let's see what this they say about it. It says, there's also basic ge- geography problems. If the na- nation were split up, it could theoretically happen along existing state, county, and city lines. But however you do it, you run into the simple problem that liberal and conservative Americans are not neatly distributed throughout the United States along any clear geographic line. So you'd have, like, you'd have, like, <laughs> countries that have, like, we got a section of country yeah. here surrounded by the other country. Right. And then yeah. we're landlocked over here. Right. Iowa City is going to have to kind of commute over to Chicago. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it says, uh, yes, different areas can lean heavily one way or the other, but there are still plenty of Republicans in California and Democrats in Georgia. If anything, our country is divided more along urban-rural lines, like like we said, mm-hmm. uh, than geographic regions. And if you think about that, that, that gets into like a... Uh, uh, supply line issue or a right. uh, um, a resource issue because the rural rural areas have all the food and stuff, yeah. but where were all the big cities built up on? Right. On ports, yeah. on like trade yeah. routes and stuff. That's where that's why these cities boomed into the giant yeah. cities they were because they were on yeah. like seaways or mm-hmm. river ports or trade trade lines and yeah. stuff like that. So. One side's going to have a lot of food resources. Another side's going to control a lot of the trade routes, right. uh, international trade routes and yeah. stuff. So, so you have to have treaties for that, which, again, yeah. it's going to be a mess. Yeah, that, that's impossible. Um, the last one is instability and uncertainty. There's finally the ultimate problem, particularly the when it comes to economics. Uncertainty. Just the prospect of the United States splitting up would most likely cause global economic chaos. Like yeah. I said, we're too big to fail. Yeah. Uh, it says, there's n- nothing business owners like less than uncertainty, and the breakup of global superpower like the United States would raise issues. Both those I mentioned earlier and countless others, that would hurl our increasingly interconnected planet into a state of uncertainty like the modern world has ever seen. It is like Brexit on crack 1,000 times over. Yeah, no shit. So it says, so maybe we Americans are stuck with one another. I can imagine the country remaining intact, but giving individual states more power to resolve some of the issues that deeply divide us. Mm -hmm. If you don't like your state's stance on certain issues, move to another state. But it will still be necessary to have one military currency and means of fulfilling all sense of of financial obligations. Right. And that's kind of where that ends there. Yeah. Um, so again, it, it's, is this in health, a healthy mentality to have this too big to fail as a country? No. So we saw all. it with the banks yeah. or a corporation or like the automobile industry, yeah. uh, failing auto industry. We bailed them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bailed out the big banks. We bail out everybody, yeah. all I, these corporations. Well, what, what happens when you get a marriage that stays together just for the kids? <laughs> Right? It turns toxic. It does. It's not a good thing, and that's where we're at now. So, so are are we just stuck in this relation, this abusive relationship? No, something's going to give. Like what though? Like what happens? I I, I don't know. I mean, it, so, because, one side's going to get. Well, here here's the other thing though. Okay, I believe that we are kept at a delicate balance. That we are purposely divided. Okay, 
And they keep us at that divided line, right? Enough so that we don't come together to see all the shit that's going on. Yeah. Enough to polarize us to be on one side or the other. Yeah. They keep that because as soon as it looks like, okay, we're getting pushed too far, they're going to find a way to bring us we back. We kind of like each other. Right, uh, right. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, hey, um, yeah, that was, uh, you know, what the Supreme Court did was bad. But, you know, if we expand the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. we can ru- we can probably bring it back to where we want to, right? I mean, so they're g- always going to find a way to bridge that gap because they need to keep us divided but together. But then we're still stuck in that relationship. That's so, like. again, do we ever get out of it? You said something's going to give. I think something will give eventually. But but the thing is, like I said, it's it's ran by corporations. Yes. It's not ran by the government. It's ran by these major too-big-to-fail corporations that produce this mega corporation that's too-big-to-fail right. known as the United States. Yeah. And, yes, I would love to see some candidate. Libertarians always talk about getting some candidate in yeah. office that will break up that system. Yeah. Uh, like it was, uh, I think, Vermin Supreme. You right. remember him? Oh, yeah. He was just like, I'm going to go get in there and I'm just going to do away with all these federal yeah. entities. They were just going to go break up this system. Yeah. All these industrial complexes, as you call them, like the, the big pharma or right. the military industrial complex. We got to break all that up. And yeah. In reality, we do have to break all that up. To, to have any sense of change and back to democracy, we got to break that up. Yeah. But you brought up JFK. JFK right. challenged one, maybe two of those yeah. industrial complexes. And what, Look, happened, what happened to JFK? To <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're talking about disrupting all of yeah. them. Right. They, they they don't like when people start challenging that status quo. Yeah. They don't like when you start questioning that power. You get like what happened in Great Britain back right. in the freaking 1700s. Yeah. They start, but but then the United States happened to break off of that. Right. It, it happened. Yeah. But that's a completely different era. But I, but I, you know, things like that do happen sometimes. I, they just do. And but will the I uh, back to the too big to fail? Will the rest of the world allow it, or will these globalists they'll, they'll find a substitute that well that depend so heavily on this giant bubble monstrosity yeah. of the United States? Will they just send in UN or uh, yeah. uh, NATO right. forces to kind of? keep everything together and yeah. I, like i said democracy's gone at that point right. we go to a state of well, uh freaking uh, us maintaining democracy is not vital to the world interest no exactly they don't so, care about our democracy no. they just want us to keep thinking that we're happy to keep this mega exactly. thing going to yeah. keep the global economy going yeah. so they will do everything they can yeah i mean <laughs> you hear of like uh like fema and like un troops and stuff right. like being like having uh, you, you see, like, there's videos of just like rows and rows and miles of just like uh UN stamped Humvees right. driving across the United yeah. States, and everybody, all the conspiracy theories, like, what's going on here? Yeah. I mean, I I feel like they probably have their own contingency plans they in do. place yeah. in case the United States does yeah. start to implode, Be- that they can call in some sort of. Yeah. Uh, push this red button that calls in some sort of uh Be- because eventually we're going to get to a place where where we're too unstable. Yeah. And, and they they need to have that contingency to come in whether yeah. it's uh you know someone else coming in to run the country or them finding a substitute like China and and China becoming the new big boy on the block. Right. So. So I mean what's our line? Do do Americans draw the line eventually or do we just keep being that boiling frog? I I, I think I think 
there will be a line drawn at some point. You think so? I do. I and I think and I and I believe that because of what I saw with the vaccines and the masks, right? There was a line drawn in the sand. People were like, "No, I'm not doing it," mm-hmm. and they didn't care if they lost their job. Yeah, I th- I I think it's possible. Will it do any good? I mean, I don't know. Is there is there a is there a solution to this? <laughs> I, that I don't know. It's one of those where we come to the, the end. Romantic like, in me would like to believe that yes, we uprise and overthrow the government. Yes, <laughs> I mean it, it's telling to say. It's almost ironic that the writers of the Constitution conveniently omitted the part of the Declaration of Independence that stated, if your government becomes tyrannical, you have the right to overthrow them. That was omitted from our Constitution. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's really... Well, I, I, you know, I... Think that that's the last thing anybody wants to happen, right? For sure, I don't think anybody wants no, that. No, but no, no. Is that if that comes down to the only way to bring this back to some sort of semblance? Yeah, but right. I mean, you'd have to get a lot of people on board to make any sort of difference, and yeah. that's why they keep us all mindless drones and yes. mindless sheep, or totally divided. So we're out of time. We did go more than our full length of I time. I knew we would. Yeah, I didn't know if we would or not, but. I want to go out on this note. This is Ron Paul's, uh, the great Ron Paul's uh, quote on the 4th of July today. It says, This week Americans will enjoy Independence Day with family cookouts and fireworks. Flags will be displayed in abundance. Sadly, however, what should be a celebration of the courage of those who risk so much to oppose tyranny will instead be turned into a celebration of government, not liberty. The mainstream media and opportunistic politicians have turned Independence Day into the opposite of what it was intended. Hmm. Again, that was Ron Paul. And that says everything of what my whole mind process in this was. It's like, why, why do we do these things? Mm-hmm. Why do we pledge allegiance to the flag? Is that like uh, to celebrate independence? No, it's to celebrate the government. It's right. to uh, swear blood oath to the government. Yeah. Why do we shoot off bombs into the sky that look all pretty and colorful? Well, it's to celebrate the government and the tyranny that comes with the government. Um, this has turned into the opposite of Independence Day. And mm-hmm. I feel like those people that... Threw snowballs at uh, the the British, British troops. troops would be rolling in their graves right now. It's like we threw snowballs <laughs> to get you to the point you are, and this is how you act. Right. It's like we uh, all our snowballs were futile. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> yes, thank you. So, <laughs> final thoughts on any of this? Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I agree. I mean, we've we've come so far. And, um, and we are, whether we, we want to admit it or not, mm-hmm. you and I, the same, I mean, we still dance to the beat that they play, mm-hmm. right? And how do you get out of that? For comfort reasons or right. whatever. For, right. for comfort. Like you said, nobody wants a revolution. Right. So how far do we just keep living in the, I mean, do we just keep going with it? It's like, well, yeah. like I said, the, not the the inalienable rights anymore it's right. the the privileges that they right. give us well and i the think land of the privileges you and i are the same in the fact that we don't rock that boat because of our kids yeah right but unfortunately it, it's going to come down to our grandkids or yeah. the kids our great grandkids that are going to have to pay the price for our inactiveness yeah it's true it's like 
comfort goes so far, and it's just so yeah. comfort comfortable to not rock that boat right. and keep the privileges we have. Because as soon as we start making noises, they clamp down on those privileges—not yeah. the freedoms, but the privileges that the the government gives us the ability to yeah. to have. Um, it's like Biden. I think it was Biden that was like, "We the people is us, yeah. the government." Right. You know I remember that, yeah. And that was so telling in all this stuff. It's just mm-hmm. like we the people. That's not that's not you people. That's yeah. us. We we give you yeah. we instow that upon you yeah. to be able to do these things. But we were giving these rights to dish out however we choose to fit. Yeah. And um it's just comfortable to just go along with it because yeah, we're I mean, we're in a nice house with air conditioning and yeah. um yeah, yeah, we we still eat pretty good and we can still run our yeah. mouth for a little bit here right. and there as long as we don't say the wrong right. things. Right, And we can so support our kids. Why would we want to do anything to, to right. mess that up for yeah. anybody? Right. They they keep us in our little glass aquarium. Yeah. And they feed us, and they, they make sure we can swim around with enough freedom as we need to. And every once in a while, they shake up that aquarium, and then they stop, and they're like, look what we did. We made it yeah. all calm for you. Right. Right. Like we did this for you. We made that we made that storm you just felt, yeah. we made that go away. Oh, yeah. you you mean that and people buy that shit. Yeah. Just like with yeah. with the COVID lockdowns where uh Biden's yeah. touting this great economic recovery. Dude, you shook the fucking yeah. aquarium. Right. And then you stopped it and then you made it seem like you calmed yeah. that mess. Right. No, you made the mess and it just yeah. went back to yeah. what another saying, Oh, there's a food shortage now. Yeah, Sorry. shake it up a little bit, but yep. but if we instill all these uh, government programs, right, we'll we'll calm the waters for yeah. you. So yeah. I don't know. I have no real ending. I real don't either. Wrap up for this. So I guess we just got to get out of here. Sorry, this is it wasn't meant for a doom and gloom episode, <laughs> but it's just like I said, uh, my reflections on yeah what this like why why are we doing this thing? And yeah. I somebody had posted this Ron Paul quote as a comment on us posting this episode. Mm. So I had to include this because that says it all. It's like, why are we doing this to celebrate the government, not our independence when we should be doing the opposite. So you're right. We got to get out of here for this week. Make sure you share this all over the social medias that they still allow us to be on, that we still have the privilege of quote unquote free speech on. Yes. Um, That's how we get this information out there. That's how we get our names out there and we can do bigger and better things and do bigger and better shows uh share it all over social media you can find us on facebook twitter instagram all at break the bell pod i like to hang out on twitter primarily i think you hang out on instagram quite a bit so um jump on any of those uh share us with your friends and your family because we appreciate you and love you for it absolutely uh we're gonna get out of here for this week we will most likely have a weekend wrap-up unless so, yes. a holiday jumps <laughs> up that we yes. have to celebrate. And otherwise, we'll be back here next week. I don't know. I might have a baseball game next <laughs> week, so it might be next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Okay. After baseball season, everything gets back to hopefully normal for a while. So yes. uh, summer's just kind of crazy. So, But we have yet to not deliver at least the main episode yes. to you. So yeah. um, we're, we'll keep putting out good shit. We're just not sure what day. Exactly. So, Be back here next week. Uh, We'll post the time. I think it's going to be next Tuesday, uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Otherwise, be here for the weekend wrap-up, which is where we just wrap up whatever else is going on in the world, whatever else we feel is appropriate, like we want to talk about. So this is our show. We'll talk about whatever we want. That's right. 
Have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.